Ron, can you make the opening remarks? I, I just, I'm not in the mood. Neither am I, ever. What's wrong with you? You live for this kind of stuff. I don't have it in me right now. Ron, please, do it for me. Make the speech. Ron, please, please, give the speech, Ron. No. Yes, please, Ron, no. please, please give the speech, please give the speech. No. Yes, 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 no yes, yes, please, 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 no. please, please, yes, yes. All right, goddammit, woman. Okay, everyone, shut up and look at me. Welcome to Visions of Nature. This room has several paintings in it. Some are big, some are small. People did them and they are here now. I believe that after this is over, they'll be hung in government buildings. Why the government is involved in an art show is beyond me. I also think it's pointless for a human to paint scenes of nature when they could just go outside and stand in it. Anyway, please do not misinterpret the fact that I am talking right now as genuine interest in art and attempt to discuss it with me further. End of speech. This segment of Gundam at MAHQ is brought to you by Petco. All right, everyone. Welcome back to episode 76 of Gundam at MAHQ. This is one of your hosts, Neil. And uh, like always, I am joined with uh, Soulbro and Chris. Guys, say hello to all the fine folks out there today. Hello, Gundam Nation. I hate you all. <laughs> all right. Keeping up, that, uh, keeping up the hatred there. Too, too, too much time being spent with the general, isn't it, uh, Chris? Yep. Too much time. It only. just makes it just makes the entire world darker and and miserable. Nice. Word. Hey, hey, hate is one of the it's one of the forces in the universe that we need, right? You, it has to counteract uh, love. So, as much love out there, we need we need just as much hate. It's what makes the world go round. Just look yes. at the Middle East. <laughs> but um, Austin's got mad stock there. Mad stock. <laughs> But in this uh, super-sized, not-so-much episode, uh, we'll be doing one, one, um, one topic today, one segment, and that is on the show that exists but doesn't exist somehow, somewhere, but sometimes we see it every couple of months in our <laughs> Blu-ray players, and that is uh, Gundam Unicorn, Episode 3. Just so, shows up, huh? Uh, this is a, of course, this is one of those, uh, the, the Solbro highly rated shows. Yes, indeed. Uh, can, with the guarantee, the, the full money back uh, apology guarantee. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't, if there's anything you don't like, he will give you two times your, your uh, price back. So it's the And a free PS3 game. And a free PS3 game. So says that. Of your choice. Uh, of your choice. <laughs> And he's actually been, he's actually loved this show so much that he's offered to uh, take all of Bandai's complaints. So Bandai, <laughs> as you're listening to this episode. He's um, also doing tech support. Yeah, that's. <laughs> as you're listening to this episode, Bandai, you can uh, uh, forward all your complaints to Soulbro. So, sbrmhq at gmail.com. Thank you, fellas. Yes. <laughs> but uh, before we get into that, there's lots and lots of news here. 
And I just want to thank everyone for their submissions in the NEO's Listener Submitted News Articles thread in the MechaTalk uh, forum. And uh, the first one here is from uh, Kurudu. And this is some exciting stuff here. Uh, you guys you guys remember the Gundam statue and the Tetsuin 28 statue, right? Yes, we do. Well, I guess some of the uh, Star Wars fans got, got their feelings hurt because there's some guy uh, based out of Oklahoma City. And this comes from the Escapist. Uh, magazine.com he's planning to build a life-size at at oh. and uh, from what it is that's those those things in empire strikes back the mm-hmm. four what the four-legged ones that what's his face luke could kill with a lightsaber by rubbing their bellies yeah <laughs> um but yeah he's uh this this guy is he feels a little out of it that all these asian um all these asian countries have their giant robots and he feels that there uh, should be um Full life-size replicas of the Adat Walkers from the Empire Strikes Back, and uh, he's going to go one 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 deal further too. He's not just going to say they're just not going to be simple statues, mm-hmm. but they're going to be fully functional. So, <laughs> wow, yeah, I mean, it's that's a lot of promises. It is a lot of promises. He should run for uh, for politics. I mean. So at least at least there people would expect him to like make promises and not keep them. So so is Lucas going to pony up the dough for this? Well, he uh, he'll he... pony up the season desist for it. Oh, <laughs> that's what he'll do. Damn. Yeah. So um... so Bandai in, in 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 comparison, Bandai they were all for the Gundam statue, but well, they were the ones that did it. Yeah, they're the ones that did it, yeah. but um. This this guy this is just some psycho Uber random fan. crank yeah that's just like and what what makes this funny is that he has no mechanical aptitude or no funding to get nice. it off the ground so of course um, he's accepting donations on his <laughs> website that's called at at for America at so you know for all for all the is, things, it, is this a presidential campaign goodness uh, that's that's what it's saying here I mean and um, you know for all the things that people could be giving their funds to. Um, you know, creating a life-size functional at-at walker uh, just so we can upstage these those those damn Japanese. And, um, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. But, uh, I'm glad that the Gundam inspired him. <laughs> more power to but, you, dude. I mean, but, I guess I guess next we'll have, um, it'll probably be some psycho uh, Star Trek fan that'll be like, we'll need a fully functional Enterprise, you know. There is a town that has... And then there's a, de- a debate to the death of which Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk, Picard, Kirk, which, Picard. Which Kirk? Oh, that's Wait. right. There's, there's, yeah, that's right. There's, um, there's, there's, uh, there's old and new, perm and no perm. The debate has no winner. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that debate. I'll be like, debate. fuck all y'all bitches. It's Cisco and the Defiant. There you go. There you go. Chris with his with his underdog pick right there. So thank you, Mr. Caruto, for your submission, and definitely um, check that out. So um, next one here is from Furious Rodimus. And I hope that he consulted the Bible, the Transformers Bible, that oh, is, no. before he put this up here. The sacred document. Yes, because I don't know how this fits in within the Bible. But on the uh, <laughs> Anime News Network, uh, there's going to be uh, uh, Transformers, the Headmasters, is going to be, um, It's the rights have been obtained. Oh, nice. And um, they've... Uh, going to do a region one dvd of this somewhere in the near future so, but wait uh, there's more because there's oh. more after that news okay they're also uh this is shout factory which is re-releasing like all the transformer stuff right oh, uh in june they're releasing um beast wars which has been out of print yes. for years that's mm-hmm. awesome 
So that's great because I've been wanting to scoop that up for a long time. They've no already re-released the original series. Uh, mm -hmm. They're doing this Headmaster set. They will also be releasing Master Force and Victory. Yeah, and it's uh, for uh, Headmasters. It's the suggested retail price is twenty nine dollars on July fifth of this year on Amazon. So. Not bad for thirty five episodes. No, no not, not bad, bad at, all. at all. I've seen like the first five episodes of Headmasters a long mm -hmm. time ago on a fan sub, and it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I, you know, I just. Um, I just don't know how this fits within the whole Bible, and uh, I'm sure uh, we'll get a retort. Japanese from, people have no hot. Yeah, well, well, I'm I'm sure we'll get a retort from Mr. Uh, goofball Fanboy. Uh, so, um, <laughs> um, and thank you, Mr. Furious Rodimus, for your submission. And fa uh, insane Fanboy brings us great segue for our next article here from uh, Mr. Wielder. Oh, nice. And uh, anybody ever hear of Kanye West? No. Kind of a kind of a dick. Well, likes I, I, to uh, likes to sh sh uh, you know shit on people's parades when they're I, accepting awards and stuff. I have no knowledge of that yeah. person. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> everybody knows who he is. But as as you know, he's a he's a pretty big anime fan, and he has a custom Akira motorcycle like Kaneda's bike, and it's being wow, listed cool. for sale. Oh, he's and, selling it. Yeah. Well, if it's for sale, yeah, it means well, he's no, selling no it. No doubt. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and this is on uh, Anime News Network too, and they have a picture of it. And it it it's. It's it. I mean, it's a great detail. And um, the asking price is four grand U.S. So not that bad, actually. Four grand? Four yeah. Grand? Yeah. Oh, and imagine it would sell for yeah. much higher. It's that a life-size display motorcycle. So I mean, it's not you know anything that you're going to be really doing anything. But it was built for uh, his stronger music video, which is mm -hmm. basically like Interstellar. Um, right. But we won't say anything about that. But um, yeah, so check it out. I mean, it's definitely uh, definitely kind of interesting there. So thank you. Mr. Wielder for your submission there. And uh, the next one here is um, from The Goose. And this is some business news. From the floor of the Mercantile Industry Exchange. Is this from the, uh, the Jim Cramer Memorial Desk? Yeah. Exaggeration? <laughs> it's actually... It's actually got more basis on it because it's from Anime News Network, so it's actually more credible than the Jim Cramer <laughs> Memorial Desk. Um, sad stuff here. Uh, Los Angeles-based North American publishing company Tokyo Pop has, is going to cease operations on May 31st. So Man, I thought it already done. Yeah. There goes that volume 10 of uh, a cult CEO <laughs> that they never announced and that I never expected them to announce. Damn man, I've were they waiting. the ones that did uh, Origin? No, that was Viz. No, that they were doing Beck, yeah. and they stopped at Volume Twelve, and have yet to put out another volume. So, god dang it! Yeah, they will announce uh, the future specific titles and other releases in the coming weeks. That comes from CEO um, Tokyo Pop CEO Stu Levy. Mm -hmm. That's a funny name. I'm <laughs> Stu Levy. Actually, it sounds like a it's probably Levy. Like Le Levy. Levy. Because Le he's Levy. Jewish, it's probably Levy. Sounds like a like a. A local news guy, Stu Levy. <laughs> well, go to go to the weather now with Stu Levy. <laughs> All right, what's our what's our five day forecast, Stu? Oh, if well, you Mary, love since you ask, <laughs> we're looking at highs in the eighties and a wonderful weekend to take the kids out on the boat. <laughs> it looks like this Levy's broke. Yeah, <laughs> Badoosh. Oh man. Yeah, so definitely um, we'll, we'll keep you posted on that because, like Chris stated, there are some great titles that need some conclusions, and it'd be interesting to see what happens. Mm -hmm. And um, I can bet a cold UCL ain't going to be one of them that's going to get a conclusion anywhere. So Yeah. Uh, Levy commented, though, the February bankruptcy of Borders bookstore change had played a significant role to lay off a lot of its employees. That's it. Use somebody else's thing to, to do something <laughs> that you need to do there. That's typical. 
typical corporate speak. But thank you, Mr. Goose, for your depressing news. <laughs> um, and uh, another one here. This is kind of interesting. A little, 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 um, little lighter, uh, little lighter story after that horrible corporate news that we had there. And uh, this comes from Anubis, and this is uh, off the Senkaku Complex. And there was a interesting. A poll that was done in Japan about their favorite uh, men's favorite hobbies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a you know one through ten, and some of the, some of the things were like band activity, fishing, baseball, weight training, watch, watching martial arts movies, cars <laughs> and bikes. You know, normal stuff, guy things. Well, guess what came in at number six? I'm almost afraid to know. Well, why don't you guess? Um, something moe. <laughs> is that your is that your uh, my final guess? answer? Uh, yeah, I'm sticking with that. Go ahead. Chris, have you seen this? Or do you, or, yes, or do you... I've already seen it. Okay. So that's clearly Plamu. Plamu is number six. Right on. Yeah. Uh, really? Number 10 is band activities. Nine, solo travel. Eight, other, whatever that means. Seven is survival games. Six, Plamu. Like Wait, what does survival games mean? Is that like, <laughs> let's take two guys and put them in, in the forest and see who comes back alive? Hey, yeah, reenacting that's true. Battle what, Royale. That, what is that, I wonder? <laughs> what is those survival games? That sounds pretty, uh, pretty Plamu's. creepy. Well, what other? Other is the other one. Number eight is other. Other <laughs> murder. <laughs> I mean, rape. I, I I don't know. Yeah, survival games. I'm I'm not tr- I'm not explaining what is it. I'm just reporting the news here. Uh, number. I'm gonna five shoot is, the messenger. Number five is watching the martial arts. Four weight training, baseball at number three, and football. And I guess uh, I guess they're loving at Ice Shield. No um, And uh, two is fishing, and number one is cars and bikes. Rich, that would. That's weird. Cars and bikes, unless it means like motorcycles, because mm-hmm. I don't understand pedal bikes with um, cars. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of interesting. It could be tricked out drifting pedal bikes. That true. Word. That too. So um, definitely uh, check that out here. And thank you, Mr. Anubis, for that fun, interesting fact there. Last one here is from somebody named Awesome78. And I, I picked this because it's pretty funny. Uh, we all know who George Takai is. Yes, we do. He's such a gay guy. Oh, yeah. oh my. Oh, my. <laughs> well, uh, this is, he, uh, what is, he, he had said, he has given a, um, he, he's, he's saying to the executives at Warner Brothers regarding the um, new live action Akira mm-hmm. about the casting that they should do, should sit, he says, you should do the right thing. Oh my! And put and put young Asian boys in the lead roles. None of these Caucasians. <laughs> so um, it, it's actually pretty interesting. They have a link here to the Advocate dot com, and um, they just talk about um, you know what his thoughts are about the adaptation of Akira, and um, you know of course basically saying what a lot of people are saying you yeah. know you don't want to deviate too much from the source material mm-hmm. and some interesting things here is you know it, it also asking if there's still a problem for asian and asian american actors in the uh, american movie business and things just like look that. at the previous Absolutely the last the yeah, last it, airbender it, is the perfect is the perfect example and if if he wants to prevent another another whitewash like that i i am all for it i'm all behind him 
Um, well, no pun intended. I, it's it's it, it, no, it's actually it's actually very interesting. So I mean, and 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 it's nice to see that somebody is actually standing up and saying something like this and, and taking notice. Because but it is I, true. It's a continuing problem. Yeah, we, we've talked yeah, about this before. We yeah. had a mailbag question about um, black leads. Yeah. And and I mentioned you know my thoughts on this that. You know, Hollywood, despite the diversity of our country, is still, you know, a white people's industry. Oh, yeah. Hollywood, in some some respects, is still in the 1950s. You know, when when do you, you know, when, and I, this is, I think this was pretty close to what I said back then. When do you ever see um, an Asian character in a movie that's not about racing, martial arts, Yakuza slash triad? Or like a ethnic computer, drama, or, or computer, computer slash math whiz, yeah, exactly, slash nerd, yeah, exactly. You know, when do you ever see um, a movie starring an Asian lead where their background has nothing to do at all with the story? Yeah, like exactly. you know, just a, a romantic comedy starring an Asian guy and a mm-hmm. white girl. You never <laughs> see that. When do you see uh, you know uh, a drama about? just an Asian guy or an Asian woman where their background plays no role. It's just the relationship troubles of an Asian person. It's very, That's it's not very, about like their old world families and their strictness. You know? It's very far so, so, between. So what you're saying is you'd like to see a, a romantic comedy starring uh, Jennifer Aniston and Jackie Chan. <laughs> sure, why not? Let's mix things up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's like no, I understand completely. You know, yeah. we we have not gotten no. to that point of colorblindness with uh, with movies, and I also mentioned that TV is certainly doing a bit better in that respect. Oh yeah, you look at shows like say Lost, mm-hmm. where you had two prominent Korean actors. Yeah playing Korean characters. That's another mm-hmm. thing because Hollywood seems to think that all Asians are just interchangeable. Interchangeable <laughs> it's like, same. oh, Japanese character? Let's get a Chinese guy. It's all the same. Oh, let's get a <laughs> Korean guy. Let's get a Filipino. Whatever. Yeah. They all look the same. Most of the time it still happens. But, um, yeah, you're right. Uh, TV has been doing a much better job leading the charge on that with, with Asians and Hispanics and, 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 of course, black people. And, and gay um, people now. And, and gay people now, too. There's a, there's a slew of shows on TV now that are, are far more um, are less stereotypical of, uh, of gay people. There's a show that just started on ABC called uh, uh, Happy Endings with the guys against archetype for a gay guy on that show. TV talk with Soul Bro, right? Here. Hey, I'm just saying. It's like it, it, TV is evolving much faster than the movies. Are. And uh, I know yeah. you've noticed the trend. Because hey, TV uh, has a much shorter, obviously much smaller yeah. investment, much yeah. shorter turnaround time. Absolutely. Like, and it, you know, than a movie where now movies have gotten to the point of, you know, you, you can't make even a small movie for under 30 or 40 million these days in the Hollywood system. Yeah. Although there, there, is a, there is a new model that's coming out called the micro budget that, that's been out for a while, but those movies don't usually look all that great. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking but, about like, you know, your the average regular film. stream fair, which is just, yeah. as we've noticed, becoming more and more uh, safe, more and more formulaic, more and more stale because studios obviously don't want to risk lots of money into things that are going to be clunkers, which is why we're going into the summer of the mega sequel and the comic book movie. Yeah, which yeah. is a shame because in the late 90s and early 2000s, there were chances being taken, although that was before, Uh-oh, of course. Nostalgia glasses. Nostalgia just, glasses. It's warning, true, Warning. <laughs> nostalgia glasses. I'm just saying, though, and it, it, things have just Back regressed. Hey, hey, using... I, I, I agree with Solbro. Yeah. But I'll, 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 I'll go a step further back. Mm-hmm. The last time you saw Hollywood be like really, really, really experimental in in movies for a long period of time was the 70s. Yeah, I'm going oh, back yeah. before my time. Yeah. You but, look at movies they had back then, like oh, freaking yeah. 
uh, Serpico or The French Connection or all oh, these yeah. types of movies. Plus, you, know, you compare yeah. them to the kind of movies you see today. Plus, Hollywood went through a financial crisis in the early 70s and was black exploitation that actually brought it out of that financial crisis. So, um, and, it, and then a whole slew of directors came in from television and came up through, uh, came up through the ranks to become some of the leading directors today. Spielberg, Lucas, um, and, uh, and of course, uh, Scorsese and, and, and um, Francis Ford Coppola. So God, I can't, those, I can't believe they're, they're out of those four people, one name doesn't belong anymore. <laughs> Gee, one of those is not like the others. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hmm. I mean, may, may, maybe is. 20 years ago you could say that, but uh, times have yeah. changed. Oh, even Ron Howard. But the point is, you know, Hollywood exactly. has been playing it safe for a very long time, and that comes down to the casting that uh, they think people only want to see movies with, uh, with, with crackers, oh. with very white people, and that's not true, you know. The you know movies you know they, they say that art imitates life. Well, how come every goddamn movie out there is all about white people? <laughs> well, like I said, back to this. Back, this is a, a pretty interesting but, article, though. That I mean, because a lot of what we've been saying here, he brings up the same things, and you know, it, and a lot of it is just um, you know, I, th- I think one of the best the best quote right here like the que- the question they asked him was what do you, you think there seems to be a reluctance to cast asian americans in leading roles he goes i don't think it's a reluctance they just don't know any better and i think that's where it's all that's kind probably of true down. also yeah, yeah. just yeah. complete and, ignorance because hollywood is its own little world it's a little yeah. bubble yeah. and uh i'm sure i'm sure that i'm sure it's more just ignorance and insensitivity than say actual malice because yeah. you know we have at least advanced somewhat in that regard but and, and, and it's good that he brings up something like this because if you're going to start using a lot of these uh stories that come from other countries especially some of these asian countries you pay respect um, you know you you can adapt them to what you need to be but you still need to kind of keep the source material yeah in, in check and i think that's but has he also said you know hollywood yeah. has uh, a pattern of you take something, mm-hmm. you adapt it so much, and completely change what it was, and then you bring it out and it flops. Yep. Yeah, that too. Exactly. That's, that's a worry for me more even than the whitewashing. The fact that yep. you know Hollywood feels that they they can improve like with every video game movie, mm-hmm. take everything they can improve it and do it their way because they know what they're doing, and then they end up with a piece of garbage. It's a exactly. lil- lilification of the material, and you know you take away that soul. Yeah, I don't even want to say it, but the 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 soul that the um. All right. That the story had. Well, thank you, Mister Awesome seventy eight, for your submission. <laughs> and right now, I'm 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 getting I'm getting in my earpiece here that we have some breaking stories mm-hmm. coming from the uh, the action new the action nine news desk uh, down in uh, Homestead, and uh, our our reporter on location, Chris Guanche. Would you go ahead with those uh, the stories that you have for us? How are you doing today, Chris? Live from Tobruk, our boys are fighting both the Nazis and the, the Axis powers. They're fighting up against Erwin Rommel, known as the Desert Fox. (laughs) There's the boys of the U.S. Army getting them some of Jerry. And here we see the boys of the 101st jumping in behind enemy lines. And look, there's Charlie. You're you're a few years ahead. You're you're breaking the anachronisms. Yes. With anachronisms. Yeah, that that was was a lot different reporting during that time. Anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, we we got some uh, reports from our correspondent on the ground over at uh, Sakura Khan that uh, finally someone someone at Bandai, they they heard what we've been 
what we've been praying for for so long. Really? You know, you know how they announced uh, Double O movies coming out here, and then they never said another word about it. No mm-hmm. closed captioning. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's it's coming out this summer. Oh, on Blu-ray. Get out of here! No, I see it. Yeah. Wow. So Blu-ray, it's coming out. Wow. Yeah. yeah so Blu-ray. They did, so they did listen to us, man. Well, at least the the community as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> well, but wait, there's more. Oh, swore word? All right. Oh uh, this summer, uh, the DVD release that they announced so long ago of MSG. Oh, when it's coming out this summer, huh? In Blu-ray? Mm-hmm. Uh, DVD. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, almost made don't, it. Don't go expecting that much. <laughs> oh, I was, hey. Sometimes you got to aim for the stars, man. Hey. Yeah. And it's like, hey, at least we get the double movie on Blu-ray because that's that's gorgeous. You know, if maybe now they would also do uh, the TV show on Blu-ray, that'd be kind of nice, guys. Yeah, that'd be really nice. <laughs> and maybe give us some news on on turn A. But you know, the fact that you've tossed out these scraps makes me happy for a while. Hey, there just hey, just because hey, remember because they announced that they'll do turn A sometime in the near far away before future. the apocalypse. Yes, before the Mayan <laughs> the end of the Mayan calendar. Yeah, what what happens first? The end of the world or turn A comes out on DVD? <laughs> I think that'll be <laughs> release date for the tur- finally got a release date. December twenty first, two thousand twelve. <laughs> the race to oblivion. It's like, <laughs> yes, I got it. Oh, I fell into boom. the lava pit. <laughs> Pop in the DVD, boom, whole world explodes. Yes, thank God I got, thank God I got my fish. Came with the came with the little fish. A little, fish to- <laughs> a little fish toy. A little fish toy. Deckard's fish toy. Followed by a rash of naked boys running around. Oh my <laughs> Just god! Fish toy covering up their junk, as foretold in Revelations and the the book of Loran. The book, <laughs> the lost book of Revelation. The lost the book of Loran. And finally, mustache. <laughs> and lo, Turn a Gundam finally reached DVD. <laughs> and so he saith, as the disc with the pictures came down from the mountain, <laughs> the world will end. As quickly as it had begun. By the white devil with mustache. <laughs> By the white devil with mustache. And a man from the Far East will laugh because all he says is, kill them all. Anyway. Any um, other news there? There is some other news. This is from ANN. This was also announced at uh, SakuraCon, some, some Bandai news. They picked up the license to the uh, Star Driver TV oh. show that wow. recently concluded. It's a high school robot show, and uh, actually we're going to be covering that on Chaos Theater rather than Gundam because, well, for one, um, both Pedal Bears and I already watched it, and you guys have it. So. Oh shoot! <laughs> Plus, I'm, I'm uh, sure it's got some. Pe- it's got some. It's more. It's it's better in the hands of the pedos. Than, <laughs> yes, uh, it is, and um, it's it's more high school drama than robots, so it just seems to be a better fit there. Anyway. Uh, they did announce the license for that. The show just concluded airing last month, and it's a Bones show. It's very pretty. I did not expect that it would get licensed, mm-hmm. and I was surprised it was Bandai. And this, unfortunately, leads me into a, um, a mini straight talk. Oh. Because this license was just announced. Eula. Eula. Today. Go, no. <laughs> cool, dude. Stupid. Dude. To everybody. What are you talking about? Ignorance, huh? 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah, you heard me, buddy. You know, you know who you are. Yeah, see what that. you got to say now about that, huh? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, salty. Anyway, um, 
the license was just announced today for Star Driver, and we've already got some preemptive complaints. Oh, damn. Man, it and wouldn't the shit be the hasn't even been printed preemptive yet. Complaints. <laughs> so, can you, you guys want to take a stab at what some of these preemptive complaints are about? Um, no, um, no karaoke on the on the image songs. Uh, or uh, not um, quite. It's or, more or, general or, than that. Oh, um, the voice cast. I would imagine first. That that would have to be one. You're you're getting there. You're almost there. So I'll just tell you. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, as you all know, recently Bandai um, on some releases they've not been dubbing them. Correct. So one of the complaints was that I saw. Oh, I wish Funimation had gotten it because then at least we'd be guaranteed a dub. Oh yeah. <laughs> or uh, another one along the same lines. If Bandai doesn't dub it, I'm not going to buy it. Mm. Aren't Justification. These, aren't these the same people who don't yeah. listen to dubs in the first place? Yeah, we brought it, we've talked about this before, which is yeah. why this is only a mini straight okay. talk. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have it's to like, remember you cannot you you can't you can't get into the mind of the stupid sometimes <laughs> it, uh, of of the in- incoherently dumb and and the people that justify anything not to do you know not to to get everything for free or not to spend money on anything. It's hard to get into that mentality because it just it, it would drive you insane. So you know, would, well, here's, here's my thing. It's cool if you like dubs. I mean, I like dubs, but, you know. It's not end of the world. It's, it's dubs are not a requirement. Never right. has it ever been said in, you know, in the, uh, in the hey. rules that hey, there has no. to be a dub. This is, this is the commandment after there should be no recycled animation. In an I OVA. guess I missed that one from, yes. from Anime Moses. <laughs> Anime Moses. But, um, you know, dubs are not a requirement. I can see and I can understand, and I've done this, where saying you're not going to buy an anime if it doesn't have the Japanese eye on it because that's the original language. That's the way it's intended to be seen. Right. You know, would you want to um, watch, say, uh, some imported movie from France or Italy, some foreign film, if it was just dubbed in English and didn't have the original dialogue? No. No, you wouldn't. So that's a valid complaint because it's the original language. If a movie came out and it was cropped to full screen only, even though it was filmed in widescreen, would you want to buy it? No, because you're not getting the original presentation. That's fine. A dub is just an extra thing. A dub is really just a marketing tool Mm -hmm. that has stuck around after all these decades. And you got to remember, doing doing the dub is going to increase the time, the turnaround time of delivering it. And decrease potential profitability if the show doesn't sell. Well, it's also possibly going to increase the price. I mean, it, and if That's, it's one of these situations where you get the first half of the show for 30 bucks, well, you put a dub on there, it might be 50 bucks. And so all those business considerations aside from the view of the fan, dubs also a crapshoot. Yeah, you never know with those, yeah. Some dubs are great, some dubs uh, are not. It depends <laughs> on the voice actors, it depends on the voice director. Mm-hmm. Not everything's Cowboy Bebop, right? Yeah, not if if every dub were Cowboy Bebop, then yeah, sure, but not <laughs> every dub is Cowboy Bebop. Sometimes you get, you know, Escaflone. Oh, man. Or MD Geist, or, <laughs> you know... Uh, Outlanders. Ooh. What was that? Outlanders, the oh, worst yeah. dub in history. <laughs> you know, so a dub is not a guarantee of quality, and I do not see now. I see this a lot now when, when shows get licensed and people bitch, oh, if there's not going to be a dub, I'm not going to buy it. Gee, you wonder why it is that this industry is dying, because, yeah. you know, people are demanding this that is not essential. I'm sorry, as much as I like certain dubs... And the idea of dubbing, dubs are not essential. Well, not only that, but... To just... say that you're not going to buy 
an anime because it doesn't have a dub on it. That's stupid and that's counterproductive and that's just pointless bitching and it does not help the industry at all. And it's that sort of attitude that leads to companies shutting down because no company is ever going to make to order the exact demands that every single goddamn anime fan has. Well, also too, well it's, spoken. It, it just it's it's a little it's a little weak after a while. Just to, just just don't lie anymore. Just say you're not going to buy it. I yeah, mean, I, don't don't make up something that just because it doesn't have a you know try to justify it where it's like oh, I would buy it if it had this and you know it's just just don't even do it. You know, just say look, I'm not going to buy it. I refuse to pay for it because I feel that I should get it free or I've been getting it free for years on on the internet. So whatever. You know, yeah. and that sort of, it's just this whole attitude just sends me into a rage, as you can see, because um, the, the thing about anime fans in general that I see talking about online and in person, They're I've seen it both ways, mm -hmm. and this pisses me off, and it's been around since the beginning of time, people are always looking for excuses to not buy something, yeah, exactly. rather Pretty than much. a reason to buy something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, why why can't you make your decisions in the affirmative? Why is it oh, oh well, I'm not going to buy this cuz of blah 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 blah. They didn't include the karaoke and just or, say you just say you're not going to buy it. Yeah. Just I mean, just, regardless. Just, just just cut through the crap and say yeah, Look, I'm stop, not going to buy it. Yeah, drop the pretense. Yeah. yeah. If you, you like know, the show enough, you'd pick up the domestic version. You know, exactly. Regardless, Thank regardless. you for saying that. If yeah. you like a show, you know, if you love if you if you love Star Driver, for example, since that's yeah. what we're talking about here, why does it matter to you if it's dubbed or not? You Don't you like the show? Yeah, because the money goes to the parent company um, when it's bought, even in foreign countries. So if you want to actually show your appreciation for what you've already watched online, then go out and buy the DVDs regardless of whether they have dub or not. I mean, if they could really re-release it again with the dub, then, you know, it, you, you have to support it in the first place. But um, chances are that's not going to happen. And because of that, you might as well get it while it's hot. Without the dub, it's, there's still going to be other features on there that are going to be enjoyable to watch. Plus, you get an accurate translation of the show. I love fan subgroups, but you know, when it comes down to it, sometimes uh, the context of, of what's being spoken in Japanese is not always accurately translated. Yeah, some master student. Yeah, by a two by yeah. a, a two year uh, college student. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I, nothing against them. They I'm do my great... masters in Japanese in the Philippines. It's I appreciate like, the I appreciate uh, the work they do. I don't know if this is going to be the, be the the best <laughs> translation here. No, I, I but appreciate anyway, the work yeah. they do. But yeah. um, at, when it comes down to it, I. If, if it's a show I enjoy, I'm going to seek it out and pick it up on DVD or Blu-ray if it's available in that format. And that's what it comes down to. It I, I've come to accept that now in this financial in these financial times that you're not going to get a dub with every every show. If if you if you want to turn up your nose at that, that's your business. But you're not really supporting these companies in the first place, so no one wants to, to hear from you. I don't, I don't even know and if, if that's everybody's that. attitude, then you know, yeah. That's that's helping send these companies to their graves even faster because you know yeah. you're not going to get everything that you want. You know, if you love a show, the the dub should should be inconsequential. I mean, if there's if you like a show, it comes out here. It's not hacked up. It's not censored. It's not mm -hmm. any of that stuff. What excuse do you have to not want to get it? Exactly. You know, other than these justifications of I have my standards and I'm not going to buy this crap. Well, you know what's you know what's funny about the whole thing, and and Silver had said, oh, in the financial times, I don't even think it's that. Th these are the same people two, three years ago that were bitching that you weren't getting subtitled, 
you know, you weren't getting this stuff quick enough or you weren't, or you, you know, you're not getting these compilations or, you know, why do we got to get everything on uh, four episodes on a DVD when it's a 50 episode thing? These companies actually listen to a lot of this stuff. Yeah. They ended up doing it and then you're still not buying it. So it's still not it just comes it down to the same old thing. Like I said, if you're not going to buy it, just say you're not going to buy it. Yep. Stop, stop, stop making, stop saying, trying to be like a martyr and make it seem yeah. like. Stop pretending to be an yeah. elitist yeah, yeah, who exactly. has, has such high standards that yeah. these crap companies can't meet. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I'm I'm sick and tired of hearing every episode that a, another anime company is folded up because no one's buying the product. We just heard today that you know to- Tokyo Pop is shutting its doors. You know that that could be the future for all these other anime companies that are out there. I've seen companies like Funimation bend over backwards to please their their people, and still no one's buying DVDs, and and it and it upsets me. So yeah, you can make up all the excuses you want on why you're not going to buy something, but the truth is you're not going to buy shit. So um, unless you pony up the dough, I don't want to hear from you. In other words, put your money where your mouth is. Exactly. Thank you. So, anything else, Chris, on that? That that's it for for my uh, my mad ranting because because I'm as mad as hell and I'm not gonna take this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I just want to thank everybody for their submissions. Um, you know, in the Neos Listener submitted news articles thread, and if you have any, you know, definitely put them in there. And um, before we get into our next segment here, our only segment of this episode seventy six. So. Uh, I uh, go back to Chris because uh, I'm sure his shoulder is almost being—it's uh, almost being pulled out of socket there with a, a heavy, heavy mailbag. I'm sure, right, Chris? Oh, you, 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 you—you'd think so. You think we're so? Doing a slightly, slightly longer uh, mailbag. Um, we have a first question comes from Angel Wing Zero. It says, after watching the new Macross Frontier movie and hearing your guys' discussion about it, I remember how Michael. Almost got Daryl Kakazaki'd at the end of the movie. It got me thinking about all of the almost deaths in anime. What are some of your favorite almost deaths from anime? Mine are all the ones from Gal Gygar. I love me some Invincible Dragon Bros, Guy, and King Jader. <laughs> oh, man. There goes those. Oh. <laughs> Well, I know one of them that we can also pull from Macross um, in the in the TV show anyway. Uh, Macross Frontier, um, Ozma. You know they they oh, that yeah. that whole that whole cock tease the whole episode that oh yeah. pineapple salad pineapple cake and pineapple yeah. cake it's come back <laughs> and then you find out that uh he 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 only got injured he didn't that's, he didn't that's get killed. one fruit you don't want to take care of, you don't want to <laughs> deal with in the Macross robots universe. and pineapples don't mix yeah mm-hmm. until that one yeah that's true. Exactly, and um, also uh, another one I could think of is at the end of Zeta, you think that um, Shar is finished um, when he when he faces off with uh, Haman, and then you find uh, the open cockpit of the uh, Hayakushiki at the end of the series. So he almost almost had a near death, but he he managed to escape with his life. Um, I would what, throw in also from Zeta uh, yeah, Yazan's no, last yeah. second escape. Yeah. yeah. Camille's like, die, die, die. And Yazan's like, later, I'm out of here, yo. Not having it. He, he, was, he was quick on that ejection seat. <laughs> I, I got to go be crazy in the next show and steal some pigs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, um, Neo, any, 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 any thoughts? I know one that I don't like is uh, with, uh, Troa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he should have stayed dead. Damn. Um, huh. I can't. I'm not. I'm not really happy to see him come back. Not really thinking too many right now. Um, that are my favorite almost deaths. Um, There's so much, like especially once they, once we took Gal Gygar out of the whole equation, that 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 brings that whole thing down. So, what about four from um 
from Zeta also. Oh. Yeah, she um you thought a favorite. Yeah, you thought you uh, what was it? Yeah, that's true. It's not definitely not like, a favorite. Why don't you but... just punt, Neo? I will punt. <laughs> we'll move on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, our next question comes from uh, JCN Casball seventy six, mm-hmm. and this one is aimed clearly at Solbro. So uh, oh, we'll no. leave this question in his hands. Oh, Jesus. What are your thoughts on the future of DC Animation as well as Comic Division with the passing of Dwayne McDuffie? He has been one of the key contributors on DCAU and other DC comic series. His abrupt end of his life has stunned so many fans yeah. and colleagues. It was a sad day when I heard that happen because he had he, worked on so many shows that I had watched. Um, I think he was the driving force behind Static Shock, which I wasn't all too thrilled about, but it was cool to see uh, an anim- a, a DC animated series that um, involved a black character. So I've, I always thought that was a, a footnote. Um, and Shaq. Oh, oh and Shaq. <laughs> the Diesel is in it, man. I did, that I didn't know. But um, I know that Dwayne McDuffie was very influential uh, in, in, in all, many of the DC animated series that came out in the late 90s and uh, throughout the, the 2000s. And it's, I, I think it'll still be able to continue on. I mean, there are other 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 major players that are involved with those like Bruce Timm and um, Paul Dini at times that also work on these uh, shows. But his his loss um, to those productions is is going to be felt. And um, I'm a fan of Dwayne McDuffie. I'm, I'm I, I was sad to hear that news when it happened. And um, I, I I hope that uh I, he'll continue to have a legacy even in his passing because of all the stuff he worked on. What did he die from? Oh, I forget. Uh, I don't want to say lupus. It was I forget what it was. I have to look it up again. But it was sudden, and he was like in his late forties, early fifties. So he wasn't even that that far along in age. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> Rest in peace, Dwayne. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Our next question comes from Blitzkrieg Omega, who opens with some uh, ranting about Muncha and how much he sucks. So oh. welcome to the club. <laughs> Nice. His question is, are there any other characters in any animes you've seen, major or minor, that you thought was either obnoxiously annoying or otherwise uncomfortable to the point that you wish they'd die in a fire explosion? Did any Ooh. actually die? Well, we did a whole segment about this a while yeah. back, so yeah, I'll, just, I'll just refer you there and we'll move on. Quest yeah. Pariah, that's all I'm going to say. Next, uh, Nasty Nate, Ooh. who asks, what are some of the biggest are you serious moments of G Gundam that just made you LOL? My example would be George's... Gundam's Bay being a giant snail. <laughs> Neo America's ultimate weapon is the Statue of Liberty cannon, and the part where Major Ulube rips off his shirt and says, "Good thing I've been working out," oh and he looks God. all Super Saiyan muscular. Okay. If there was to be a sequel or OVA to G Gundam, what would you like to see in it? When would it take place? Who do you think is the weakest member of the Shuffle Alliance? The new one, that is. So we got mm-hmm. three questions here. We'll take them one at a time. Uh, Solbro, what's a uh, what's a uh, like wow moment for you in G Gundam of, of insanity? Jesus man, anytime the anytime one of the cannon fodder Gundams showed up, <laughs> like like Tequila Gundam or. Um... <laughs> Just, just a wacky WTF moment. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. But it was always, it was always. Oh, it was pretty much is the WTF factor. (laughs) When you when you found out what their abilities were and what nations they represented, um, I, I, um, I think one of the one of the most astonishing moments is uh the fight between uh Koji and um uh and and oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, the main character of Domo. Domo and Koshu. God dang it. I'm sleeping. Uh, <laughs> Koji? Ko- Ko- Koji? What are you talking about? Koji Kabuto from Mazinger Z? No, his brother. You mean perhaps Kyoji? Kyoji, thank you. I, 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 I am I'm, I'm messing up the pronunciation. Kyoji and um, 
Domon. How could fight. you have forgotten with how many times he shouted Kyoji? Kyoji. Oh uh, just it was just a mispronunciation of his name, but um. Yeah, uh, the fight between them and just everything that that played out in that fight, and and to find out his true, to find out that he wasn't a completely evil um, entity, that uh, he still had some kind of control over his very being. I'm talking about serious stuff. I'm talking about like LOL, like LOL, um, stuff. God, try um, to stick to the question, Saul, bro. Well, no, I mean, well, I got pretty mine. much. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Neil, because there's a lot. I, of I thought the best was the first time I watched it, and you saw that um, uh, Jibbity's his his uh, his crew was just a bunch of hot babes. <laughs> And that you know they they just did everything that he said, and they were like all in love with them, and it was just like you could just see outside outside of all the other like little things that the um, that that the creators had put in about um, his character and and their thoughts of Americans and stuff. I I just laughed because everybody else you know George has got like his very serious butler and you know and mm. and uh, you know Domo's got you know of course Rain and then you see all the other you all see all the other characters and some of their their their, their support staff and the fact that this guy's got like a, like five or six hot babes and they're always in different little outfits and they're doing whatever he's saying <laughs> and uh, you know telling him how great he is that that's the part that I laughed out loudest for well out of uh, out of the mountain of LOL moments I'm going to yeah. pick just this this one specific one because it was just so perfect mm-hmm. when uh, those dudes in the construction suits wanted to beat up Sai Saishi. <laughs> so Domon suits up in the God Gundam, and they start doing the jet steam attack. Yeah. And they start speeding around him, and he puts out his foot. Yeah. <laughs> and trips them all, and they all fall into the water. That yeah, is pretty funny. <laughs> I, was, I saw it, I was like, ah, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Great use of the jet stream attack. <laughs> Classic <laughs> moments. So, uh, sequel to G Gundam. Yes, no, maybe? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, think, I, think, I think the time has passed. You know, it's, it's, if they would have done it, it would have been a lot sooner, and I'm cool with the way it ended, so... I mean, the the potential's there, but I think they would just retread what they've already done. Because I mean, every four years there's a Gundam fight. I think the uh, the one that happened at in G Gundam is probably the most monumental one there ever will be, and they would just end up repeating the formula. So if they did an OVA series and kept it short and sweet, I think there's a possibility there. But um, honestly, uh, I, I think then, <laughs> what's that? It'd probably become like a Shonen show after yeah, a while. Yeah, it, it it probably would, and they would just. I, I don't know. I don't think there's enough ideas in that concept that it can continue on. Plus, the way it ended um, with the fight for Rain that that trumped everything else, and um, it was a it was a great high to go off of. I kind of almost don't want to see that. Uh, uh, to, to try to see that built upon, or, or to see anything further from that point, or destroyed, or destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> I would lean more towards no, at least in the sense that people would be expecting mm-hmm. like a sequel series, because there's no point in doing another Gundam fight, because you're not going to have the Devil Gundam and that whole storyline again. So it would just be shown in tournament fighting. Yeah. yeah. If you did, for example, though, like a say a one shot OAV like where's everyone 10 years later or something like that yeah mm-hmm. you know just a one shot throwaway thing half hour yeah. episode like Reunion showing every special yeah something like that <laughs> you know Doan and Rain you know they're married and you know Sai Sai she goes off with his little mermaid chick and you know all that sort of stuff you know show them what they're up to yeah and uh, just sort of like check in with them and, and just sort of reinforce that ending that'd be cool that'd be okay I don't have right. no problem with that. But if you were to do something like 
Gundam Fight 14, Domon competing again in the name of Japan, that would not interest me at all. Yeah. Because that would just be tournament fighting. Yep. And there's and I already watch enough tournament fighting shows. <laughs> if I want to see Dragon Ball Z, I'll just pop, pop in my DVDs. So, uh, last question. Weakest member of the Shuffle Alliance. I don't think there's an answer for that. None of those guys are weak. Yeah, they're all they're all hardened killers. <laughs> they would kill all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I would never say that any of them are weak to their faces. So, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, or behind all, their backs. Are they behind their backs either? Because they probably I know, here. I know a lot of people probably want us to say say George, but George was awesome. Yeah, George was the man. So. The dude was the best. <laughs> all right, our next question comes from good old Furious Rodimus, who who tempts us with this: Which movie did more violence to its respective franchise, <laughs> G Savior or Revenge of the Fallen? Mm. So, bro. Um, I gotta say, Revenge of the Fallen. Um, that movie was so. G Savior. Only a few people have seen that in comparison yeah. to Revenge of the Fallen. So, I, I gotta base it off of uh, tickets sold, <laughs> and, and how many people can claim to see Revenge of the Fallen, and how widely that was panned to the point that Michael Bay even disowned the movie. I wouldn't say disowned the movie, but he said it was a bad film. Um, I don't haven't seen anybody come up and say about G Savior who worked on it. I mean, this movie's terrible. But I, I'm sure they say it behind closed doors. But uh, they didn't didn't have to go and take a public forum just to just to say that so revenge of the fallen all day long all right uh neil yeah i'd probably have to say the same thing because who, who saw it to you savior <laughs> yes. yeah, i'm also in agreement so nothing more to add there hey, Gundam just continue it's, it's on a, since then. Just in the in the in the worldwide in the worldwide scope of things transformers is bigger than gundam so yep. there you go all right uh next question is from mechton gm who says this idea came to me after dealing with the shipping nightmare with retrieving my Aura Battler Dunbine DVDs. What is the Gundam crew's most memorable Gundammit moment? A moment of frustration dealing with a model kit DVD or other piece of merchandise? Neil. Um, oh, helping Bill Whipton put those stupid freaking things on the um, uh, on on the master grade of the Sasabi, that uh, alternate color, that metallic color, on the you know the the um, the hoses, well, each one of those pieces has to go in individually. You have oh, to wow. break them off, and then you actually have to, you do have to, you know, how sometimes you can get away with not shaving down the little the little ends of that connect to the runners. Well, this one you have to because it doesn't fit right. Ooh. That and then uh, doing all the um, the rub-off decals on that thing. That stinks. Never buy, never buy models with rub-off decals because <laughs> you're in a world of hurt because if you screw up one, you're done. So you'll you'll have to buy you'll have to buy that extra pack for you know twice the amount of what it's worth. So that would be mine. Uh, for me, um, getting my hands on Volume Five of Mobile Suit Gundam, that was that 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 that, that took an effort, the DVD. A Herculean effort, huh? The DVD, the DVD, yeah. Because oh. um, I had collected them all. I I collected them out of order. Because um, at first I got the DVDs um that followed up the episodes that got cut off from Cartoon Network, uh, episode thirty six and on. And then um, I wanted to go back and get the other ones. Finding one through four, easy. Uh, I was able to land those at my local anime store, but they couldn't get their hands on volume five to save their life. And they had to network through like distributors and other sh- other 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 stores to get it for me. Speakeasies. And yeah, speakeasies. And it took it took months. You got and finally stuff. got that phone call that it came in, and I was so happy because I thought I would. I, I, that was the only volume I needed and had left to get. And um, when I finally got it, I, I had a full a full set. So I was happy to have that. You know, there are several examples I could think of, but mm-hmm. for some reason I can't remember any of them. So <laughs> I guess that's old age. Well, damn. That's, it's probably a lot of it. It's probably a lot of what, like, Solbro was talking about, the whole thing with the um, 
when the stuff was being sold as individual volumes because mm-hmm. it always seemed like as as these as these shows didn't do as well as they wanted as they got to the higher numbered episodes there's there was less and less of those <laughs> uh of those later later volumes so especially when it becomes out of print uh, yeah. shortly after it comes out like or battler dunbines uh i mean i was looking on that because i was collecting them as they came out but i've heard horror stories about that as well but yeah if, if you don't jump on some i got of these i got videos, my 12 volumes no right doubt. on time same here i was getting them actually shit, I, I got some of them before they were even supposed to be street dead i was lucky to lucky in that respect but um some people waited to get them and they now have a uh, a box set that's missing a volume so <laughs> unless they want to want to pay 100 bucks for that uh, volume 12 i'm looking so. So, I'm, exactly. I'm looking at my hundred dollar DVD right now. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes you have to. Act. I heard even getting uh, hands on some of the Unicorn Blu-rays is kind of tough nowadays. Uh, some of the earlier ones because uh, they either not in print or, or or whatnot. At least I had a friend that was looking. No, they're just expensive. Yeah, they're expensive as hell, right? And only in a few places. So there you go. Um, next question comes from. Mobius Diablo, who says, okay, first, what's worse, Dragonaut or Destiny? Uh, easily Dragonaut. No, no hesitation there. Yeah, well, You got through Destiny, so yeah. <laughs> as bad as Destiny is, it's no Dragonaut. Mm-hmm. Second, since apparently you do take questions about sex robots, why do you think Japan has them, but we don't? Uh, I think that may play into the, um, the fact Actually that... answering this? Huh? You're actually answering this? Oh, no, I just it, it's been it's it's been it's been well known that in Japan that you know the the birth the birth rate has gone down because men because they're are fucking not, robots. Uh, but yeah, maybe. But uh, men are just not uh, coming out the frame. What are you? What are you no, I'm where just saying. Going here? I'm just saying. The birth though, rate is down due to sex robots. Well, no, because, because 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 there's a lot of guys who are actually into the the idea of 3D pick disgusting a, a idea of a woman and not into. Actually, approaching these women and, and well, what's talking that got to do with the declining birth rate? Uh, I, I, well, I, I don't know. Well, you got to wonder when there's guys who say I like 2D girls better. That's yeah, true. The, the, I mean, there's, I, there's I stories under- of guys marrying avatars from video games. And what was the question again? <laughs> Why does Japan have sex robots and we don't? I think it's just because they're in. They're just into the whole robot thing. I mean, that's the only thing I'm thinking. I'll I'll throw out random phrases as answers. Go ahead. Um. Price. Yeah, probably. Prudishness. Low maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uncanny Valley. Uncanny Valley. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That's that's all I got. Well, there you go. And uh, he also asks, um, also, with me looking back on the role of the Gadalaza in the Double O movie, do you think it falls into the stupid slash obnoxious superweapon category or not? Um, I'd say it was a pretty cool weapon, uh, just not designed with the expectation that, like, freaking metal morphing aliens would chomp it up. <laughs> yeah. It seemed to do its job pretty damn well if it were fighting conventional human enemies. Yep. Just up against yeah, an it, enemy that... It was, nice that, it was nice that they didn't have, like, this, you know, the, 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 um, the scientist that was like, oh, you know, you should have listened to me. I know what this is all about. And they were just trying to use something that, you know, what they're used to, which anybody would do. <laughs> So and he says finally on a more serious note, which Gundam score slash soundtrack do you like the most? If I had to, you know, look and see like based on which ones I listen to the most, definitely number one would probably be uh, Gundam X. Ooh. And in second and third place, very close behind would be um, <clears throat> Zeta, Turn A, and uh, honorable mention to Double O. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, it's definitely Zeta first. Uh, X and Turnay are pretty much tied. And third place for me is Gundam Wing soundtrack. That is still, it's, it's still catchy as hell. I love that score. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, I, I don't know if I can really rank them all in the, my favorites, but if I'm going to put, like, you know, top three, it would be Zeta, mm-hmm. um, Turn A is good, and, and X is really good, because especially with the last two, they, they seem to be in a little bit different um, little bit different type of music than what was your normal Gundam. So Very true. I, I give a shout-out to uh, Char's Counterattack score as well. Uh, I, I enjoy the score of that movie. The subway song. Sure, sure. <laughs> Shar is mighty for our prayers. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question comes from uh, our, our noted agitator, Mulaflaga. Oh, nice. Who has a question specifically for Neo and Sobro. Oh, no. He says, <laughs> would you guys ever consider reviving Flip the Script someday? If yes, who would be able to return? Shoji Romuro is one of the best haters alongside Austin. Not to mention the man with 100 aliases, Boy Wonder, a.k.a. Lord Shot, a.k.a. Joey Gash, a.k.a. Bill Whipton. Mm. I also just enjoy Flip the Script for being random discussions on life stories or experiences or shows or games or anime, etc. I can answer in this way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have that moment in time when something happens and it works well. And, you know, I, to be honest with you, I, I don't know what it would, it, I, you know, if, if it was to come back, I don't know if it would be what it was. So it'd I mean, be kind of hard. Yeah. It, it's um, just, it's just kind of different. I so, mean, it's just one of those moment in time type of things that worked out and for whatever reason it stopped. And, you know, that's about it. Really? I mean, it's hard to get all six of us in one place, especially with my brother being um, Dr. Encyclopedia back living elsewhere now. He lives in uh, he lives up north, so he's no longer here in central Florida. I mean, that doesn't mean we can't Skype him in if we wanted to, you know, go out our way to do the show. But it's already hard enough to get us to get together to do our other podcast, Shinjuku Station at the movies. So um, it's really hard to coordinate all our lives at the moment. But um I would say for us to do Flip the Script again, if, if podcasting really took off for us, maybe we could find a way to do it. But I, I wouldn't expect it anytime soon. <laughs> Either that or being a different incarnation. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just, it, it's just, it, it, it's it, just like your favorite television show yeah. sometimes. I'll equate it to something everybody knows. I mean, if it, there just comes a point when mm-hmm. you have something and it works out at one point in time and it just, it has to, it ended. Yeah. I mean, it, and, that's the best way I can kind of put if, it. If it does come back, it'll come back with some familiar faces and maybe some new faces. And people would be rotated in and out at random. Whoever would be available at the time to be on the show would be there. But for the most part, it's just coordinating the whole thing. And, and I've got my just, hands full with Gundam. You completely stepped in it, didn't you? Hey, no. I, 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 that's, that's the way I envision its future. Now you're going to get that's the way emails. Envi- hey, look, there's, there's, there's nothing set in stone right now. But I'm just saying if it was to come back. It would be, um, you know, it'd, it'd be free form like that, and it would have random cast every week. So that's the only way we can make it work. Whoever, whoever was available at the time. So yeah, uh, you'd, stay- have to, you'd have to get with the uh, the originals because we're not gonna. We're, no, I'm, I'm not gonna lend my name to some hack. I, I, so <laughs> I'll, you, I'll do a cease and desist. You guys always, I'll you guys always, my lawyer. you guys always get decision the deciding factor. But um, stay tuned on that one. Uh, we'll, 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 we will or won't have. But don't hold. On that. But don't hold your breath. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you have some uh, like lost episode that you never released? Oh or yeah, didn't no. edit. 
the audio is terrible on that. Um, some of the voices were blown out. It's 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 impossible for me to. Uh, is that when the mixer blew it? up? The yeah, mixer that, was all pretty much when the mixer up. when yeah. the mixer completely screwed up on yeah, us. That was the old mixer that got. Like, oh God, dang it, man! And, and it, it's funny because one of our friends finally got to be in the episode with us. His name's um his name's the Great One, and um his audio was blown completely out. I I couldn't hear live on the speak on on the mixer at the time. And I, I wish I had the ability to because I would have been able to master it a bit better. Well, that, 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 you that, still that, have that audio? I do. It's, it's backed up on Why the don't TV. you uh, dub in crazy, insane things and slap it all together <laughs> so that none of it makes any sense oh and release God. that? Just put up whatever is actually listenable of the episode and post it. No, I it, mean but... like just like chop it up and make it some crazy, insane thing. And I'm sure that would just piss off some of our long-time listeners. <laughs> Maybe, but why not do it? Uh, Precisely be... for that reason. If you're, in, if you're not into podcasting to piss people off, then you're not in it for the right reasons. I, I'll, I'll spare them from that. But um, just uh, all I can say is tune into uh, Shinjuku Station at the movies. Uh, there'll be newer episodes posted sometime in the future, and it's it's the closest thing that comes to flip the script at the moment. So stay right. tuned on that. Next question comes from Awesome Seventy Eight, who says, "Hi, I've been a long time fan of your podcast. I just wanted to say keep up the good work." Thank you. Now, on to my question. I recently began watching King Gainer, and so far it's pretty enjoyable, and a question popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Other than Gundam, what other shows made by Tamino have you watched and enjoyed? Thanks again, and keep up the good work. Well, you know, we've talked about these shows at length. You know, we've thrown out these names, you know, Day and um, King Gainer, mm-hmm. uh, Elgot, Dunbine, Zambot. So, you know, I think, I think we've covered that, all those bases in the past, talking about these shows. Brain you, powered, unfortunately. Brain powered, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I did not enjoy that. I did not. wasn't feeling it. No. So our last question comes from uh, someone we haven't heard from in, in quite a while. Mm-hmm. That's good old Arbiter. Oh, nice. Who uh, has two questions. He says, you've done many reviews on the Macross franchise. I believe you mentioned that Macross was one part of Robotech, the other parts being Most Peta and I forget. He means Southern Cross. Yeah, absolutely. Are you planning to review Most Peta in the future? Well, uh, since I'm reviewing Most Peta now on MAHQ, I'm sure we'll probably talk about it at some point in the near future, probably after I finish those reviews. I've owned it and watched it, so whenever that time comes, we'll... I haven't seen it in a while, but I could talk about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, his second question is, if you could fly any two variable fighters from throughout Macross's history, what would they be? And if you feel like it, what would you paint them? <laughs> fly any two fighters. Any wow. two Macross Valkyries. Oh, wow. Um, the v- oh, the, the Sturmvogel. The, the Captain Max's. Oh, man. That, that, that version. Hell yeah, Complete dude. with a Captain Max color scheme? You know what? I, yeah, because I don't think I'm in the same league as Captain Max, I'd have to change it up. I'd do it in an, probably like a red, yellow, and black color scheme. Man. But with still a white body. M- mainly white, but like a lot of cool black and yellow, like kind of goldish yellow and black accents to it. Mm. Like maybe the, the pack on the back is like black or maybe red or something, and then, you know, I don't know. I, I'd have to look at it and just kind of keep playing with it on the palette scheme. Nice color. And, and uh, what's, what's number two, then? I actually like Brera's one in... Um, the Lucifer? The Lucifer, yeah. Ooh. And I do like that purplish color that he has. You want to be the, uh, the, purple, the purple ace? The, the, I'd want to be Grimace. Grimace. Grimace? <laughs> um, no, 
there there's a actually the purple I would use. There's actually a purple that um Lamborghini uses on one of their cars. Yeah. And I'm not a huge fan of purple as a color, but the way this it's kind of a it's kind of an iridescent purple. That's the kind of purple I want with like some black accents. Word? Yeah, it looked pretty hot. Man, look at you, dude. Yeah. Flying in Cuz cuz you you got it. You got to make a statement when you're about to kill people. So you 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 want you want to fly in style and 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 be uh, the the Jeremy Clarkson of Valkyries, <laughs> like Jeremy pretty Clark- much. Jeremy Clarkson met and Prince. Those things, and I'd probably blow. I'd probably uh, I'd probably do donuts when I landed. Call call your color scheme the Purple Rain, dude. <laughs> no, All right, not- Sobro, uh, what's you're you're on tap? What's what you're on deck? What's your Valkyries from the lakes of Minnetonka, dude? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, my two. Um, Would you like some pancakes? I, I, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, the VF1J. Um, I always was a fan of that that classic one from um, from Macross, the original. Yeah. And um, my color scheme for both the, the the fighters I will name will be jet black with red and white highlights. What kind um, of black though? Like a matte black or like a like a, a like a, sh- a shiny shiny like a shiny like black kind of like, like a metallic black. You can see your reflection in it, but not iridescent with like a silver. No, okay, not at all. That'd, that'd be hot too. Midnight black. No accents on it though. Uh, like maybe like a midnight blue accent on it. That'd be pretty hot if you yeah. had like a midnight blue on a black. That would be kind of cool, right? Yeah, it would. Well, you know, you, you've turned me on to that. But um, my other one would be um, Isamu Dyson's YF19. Man, ah. ah, that is a gorgeous, gorgeous. Ah, damn you! You stole one of mine. Woo, man, yeah. dude, there's no way. I always wanted a model of that R R because uh, I, I I have the the Y yeah. the 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 VF1J in my office, the transformable one from. Takara, I've got that in my office, and um, of course, uh, I, I still mess with uh, that. Of you at Spacey, yeah. <laughs> ah, nothing wrong with it. It's just the freaking workhorse. Yeah, it pretty much was. And, and it's funny because I grew up as a kid. When I was, uh, of course, I grew up as a kid. But in the eighties, <laughs> um, Transformers. I grew up as a man. <laughs> I came out the womb. One day, fully I just grown. came out of the womb, and I was fourteen years old. Silver is what we uh, call displaced modifiers. No doubt. <laughs> The perfect example of one. Oh my God. But uh, when I was growing up in the 80s, uh, as part of the Generation 1 Transformers line, they released Jetfire, which was actually a VF1J. It was the transformable one uh, that Takara produced in Japan, and they brought it out here as a Transformer in America. And um, I, I was confused when I first watched uh, Robotech for the first time because I was seeing the very jet that I owned. In that show, and why it's like, wait a minute. Why is Jetfire in Robotech? Yeah, why is Jetfire in Robotech? What the hell's going on? <laughs> and I was always a big fan of that toy. I, I got the toy stolen from me when I was younger. Aww. And then when, um, when I when I used to go to cry? FOT. What's that? Did you cry? I, I cried a little bit. I was oh, upset. Man. That was like, my favorite Transformer. Oh, and then um, years later, I, I w- go and walk into FOT, and they've got the actual uh, re-releases of those, of those uh, Valkyries mm. uh, from Macross. And the diecast ones, and it's like, dude, I'm buying this. It cost me 150 dollars, but I got it. And it's <laughs> you it's bought my, back a piece of your childhood with interest. Back, yeah, freaking. I know it's it's horrible to say, but um, that shit sits in my office defiantly on my bookshelf. And defiantly, I <laughs> defiantly staring down thieves. Right, how how dare you steal me? And if someone steals it this time, shoot. <laughs> Somebody, somebody will break in a uh, Solbro's house, steal everything out of it, but that friggin' that model will be sitting there just saying. <laughs> It'll be just sitting in the corner because nobody wanted to steal it. If they took defiant. it, man. I'd have to call him up and say, I've got a no specific set of skills. How dare you steal me? Do you know what I am? I will find you. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, that and uh, Isamu Dyson's YF-19, man. Oh, man. Gorgeous. So I already know one of Chris's. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm changing. Yeah, quickly, oh. quickly scanning the pages of MHQ. <laughs> no, 
No, because I already have them all inside my head. Woo! Remember who put up all those pages. No doubt. I'm, I'm just joking. So um, my first one would be the, uh, the Strike Valkyrie from the end of Daryl. Word. That's just so awesome. Uh, number two, because uh, this, poor, this poor basher gets no respect ever, uh, the VF-11 Thunderbolt. Yeah, Which, that is a cool looking one. It's yeah. such a cool design. It starts yeah. off being the like the old workhorse in plus, so it sees a little action there. But then um, in Macross Seven, it gets totally disrespected as just the useless grunt, always exploding into the awaiting arms of the Baruta. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it becomes the punk of the series. <laughs> yes, and but it's so cool looking, and it never got to be like the hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just cannon fodder. That's it was a shame. always just cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. So I would fly both of those, and I would paint them both in like uh, dark, low visibility color schemes. Nicely done. So, so, so you're so you're completely opposite of me, where it's just like I, I'll uh, I'll go in there brightly <laughs> colored, and I'd actually love to have the speakers that um, borrow the speakers from uh, Basara. Basara. Uh, well, you're going you're going the Basara look at me approach. I'm going the uh, <laughs> I'm going to sneak in and kill you because I don't want to die approach. <laughs> the, and I'm going to give you know what. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a number three just because I can. All right. Because this bastard was always awesome in that show until it got disrespected in Frontier. Oh. VF17 Nightmare. Y'all. That, yeah. I love nice that plane so much. Yeah. I want that. I must have that thing. <laughs> yeah. That's basically that, that color skin that it comes in by default, like the uh, Diamond Force. That's mm-hmm. cool. So yeah. there. You- Damn son. You pick some. Yeah. You pick some. You I'll pick. give you peasants uh, an opportunity for number three right now, just just out of my uh, <laughs> generosity. So Sobro, right now, number three. Number three, huh? Um, gosh, uh, I I always liked the VF1S as well. Um, the one that of course uh uh, God, Walker. Roy Foker, Roy Foker, and then uh, later on, um, Hikaru ends up piloting. Uh, that it's it's the the difference between the two is very slight, but I um I I, I always like that plane. I, I wish I had a model of that. Well, I'll go old school. I'll go the the actual first generation Valkyrie, the one in uh, Zero. That oh, Roy, the Phoenix. one that Roy, the Phoenix oh. that Roy flew. Because if I can ki- if I can kick ass in that thing, yeah. I'm an awesome pilot. Dude, you have a perfect grade of that shit in your house. Yeah, absolutely awesome, dude. That would be incredible. Yeah, because and I would probably keep it within the Skull Squadron's colors, <laughs> and but with a larger skull. There you go. And 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 then, and then strategically placed uh, speakers so I can so they can hear me coming. What? What are you, you going to be playing so they can hear you coming? Oh, uh, are you playing Danger Zone just because it had you have to? Wizard no. metal, dude. Uh, what the hell is that? Oh, Ronnie God. James D. I'm, I'm having a classical music black, uh, brain cry right now. The, <laughs> Arch of the Valkyries? Yes. Um, either that or Master of Puppets. Oh, there you go. Nice. Because, you know, what's, what's better to kill than should to Metallica? Should Good be rocking Metallica. some battery, dude. Yeah. Well, I said Master of Puppets. I meant the, I, the I didn't necessarily mean just the song. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice selection. They're like, yo, I am the thing that should not be. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. But. Not Cthulhu. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> A transforming robot is the thing that should not be. All right, so that wraps up the mailbag. I'll uh, turn it back to uh, Monsieur Neo. Can, can I say one last thing before we close up the segment? Well, no. Uh, I just want to close out the mailbag, oh, and, go then, ahead. and I was going to do one last uh, 
thing before we get in there. Thank you, Chris, for all your mailbag questions. And thank you for all the submitters for your questions sent to Chris. And if you have any, just uh, look in the Mecha Talk uh, in the thread, the mailbag segment in the Gundam forum. And Solbro is so eager here. What, what, you have anything else, Solbro, before you? Is non-Capcom? Non-Capcom. Okay, it's actually, cool. it's actually okay, show you. relative. Okay. I'd like to wish uh, Mobile Suit Gundam a happy uh, 32nd anniversary. It turned uh, 32 years old this year, uh, back on April the 7th. And I just wanted to, uh, from, from Gundam to um, our favorite ball-headed uh, uh, as ball wizard. As he's crying because he signed away his rights <laughs> 32 years ago. <laughs> and Sunrise. As, 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 the, as the franchise got ridiculously hoard out for 32 years. Aww. And Sunrise is <laughs> laughing it all the way to the bank. <laughs> Lived in that dough. George Lucas, to me, no, is not business-wise. <laughs> and if you only and, and uh, lighting uh, lighting <laughs> cigars with ten thousand yen notes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If only, if only Lucas got out of powwow with Tomino before he signed away his rights. Yeah. But um, if anything, uh, congratulations to the franchise, and I hope for many more in the, in the coming years. Well, I'm, I'm, as as long as Japan's there, I'm sure there's <laughs> another thirty-two years from now, you'll be saying the same thing. <laughs> I really enjoyed Gundam Quadruple O, and I thought it lot brought a lot of great new things to the franchise. And as long as I'm still alive, I'll hope to see some new Gundam that uh, keeps up the legend of King Arthur. And I have to go eat my sauce now. I must drink my Ensure as I review this next <laughs> this next Gundam series. <laughs> oh, I think I went in my pants again. Sweet. Oh. Now that. By, by that time, it'll be those those beds that they had in the, uh, what is it, this, uh, the Ghost in the Shell movie. Oh, yeah. With those old people where you just strap you to the bed. And the noble rod beds, man. Hell yeah, let's yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> Anything else, Solbro? No, no, I'm solid, man. All right. Uh, with that, we'll be going to our first and only segment of the episode 76 here, and that is our uh, thoughts and um, review of episode three of Gundam Unicorn, the show that doesn't exist that does. Because you can buy it online, but it really doesn't exist in our world. Thanks. But we'll be right back. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. End of discussion! Debate is over. You will write a formal apology. I will what? A formal apology! You will kowtow, you will step and fetch. Frank, if you think you can Get take me... Get used to it! It's the way of the world! If you're so hot on discipline, then gun damn it, start by accepting mine. Because contrary to popular opinion, I'm the head in charge. Come on, let's get something. You really think you're bad, don't you? If you're into sports, working out, or just need a new pair of shoes, and you're a proud listener of Gundam and MAHQ, well, we got the thing for you. If you go to Gundam.net, you can click on the Champs banner and receive 10% off a $50 or more purchase by entering the code AFMAHQCH or 15% off of a $75 or more purchase using the code AFGUNDCH. If you're a fan of the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, college sports, or even stuff like Major League Soccer and a lot of your uh, premiership soccer jerseys, definitely go to champsports.com for all those needs and also visit them because they have some great deals on footwear and other products. We, the hosts of Gundam at MHQ, visit champsports.com for all of our footwear and sporting good needs. You should too.
tired of other anime podcasts being such a starfest. My plan was perfect, but there was one thing I overlooked. One factor I failed to calculate. He's a dumbass. I hate Narutards. Oh my god, he's wet. And I'm sick of the giant Moe monster wreaking havoc in my anime city. So what's my solution? Make a better podcast than everyone else. Well, at least I try anyway. Join me, Josh Dunham, as I talk about my ideas and opinions about current Japanese music, games, and anime. You can find my weekly podcast at www.animation.blogspot.com. That's A-N-I-M-E-S-H-O-N. I review the new shows and manga coming out of Japan, as well as ye old goodies. So check me out. I'm only a Google search away at Animation. A-N-I-M-E-S-H-O-N. Happy birthday. Hollow to say. Well, you could say thank you. Thank you. Gun damn it, Jim. What the hell is the matter with you? Other people have birthdays. Why are we treating yours like a funeral? Bones, I don't want to be lectured. This segment of Gundam at MAHQ is sponsored by Champ Sports. Hey everybody, welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ for our main solo segment of this abbreviated episode. We're going to be taking uh, another look at the show that does not exist. Of course, I'm talking about Gundam Unicorn. <laughs> this time we're talking about episode three, The Ghost of Laplace. So just to go into a little bit of a brief synopsis, because obviously you can read the full thing over at MAHQ. We pick up right where the second episode left off with uh, the Nail Argama getting ready to attack the Palau asteroid and uh, Benajer is escaping and heading to where the unicorn is being stashed. Mm-hmm. He manages to get away and the attack begins with lots of things exploding and junky old Xeon suits flying by from Double Zeta and uh, 0083. <laughs> And you find yourself wondering, gee, isn't it a little bit too easy and convenient the way Benajer escaped? Well, that's because good old Full Frontal let him, and he installed a little, a little uh, new type peep show device inside the unicorn to track um, the uh, activation of the NTD system. And he kind of wants to trigger that because he wants to see that it'll help lead them to the box. And this happens by having Marita attack in the Kshatriya. So sure. they have, of course, one of the typical Gundam, like, why are we fighting? We don't have to do this. And she's all like, blah, blah, blah. You're the Gundam, and I'm the enemy, and 
etc. <laughs> Sound a little jaded there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, he easily whoops her ass, and they have a strange new type like backflow yeah. weird thing where he sees things through her eyes, including uh, a very quick flash of good old Glemmy Toto from Double Zeta. Oh yeah. Along with her experience as one of the Cubole pilots. Then we see her uh, becoming a child whore and all of the uh, the non-fun that comes with that. <laughs> the non-fun of child whore horrorism. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So All of it. <laughs> She ends up being taken to the Nail Argama and notes that now they've switched positions. Mm-hmm. So they decide to um, investigate where there most possibly would be a hint, which is the ruins of the Laplace colony that you saw getting blown up at the beginning of episode one and in um, you know UC0001. Right. And it's still floating in orbit around Earth. So they go there, and um, at the same time after this, We've already had uh, Riddy and uh, Mineva escape with the Delta Plus. It's like, and um, if that little uh, suit looks familiar, that's because that's what the Hyakushiki was supposed to do. Yeah. Oh, nice. A little transformer like that, but then it failed, so it just ended up as a Hyakushiki. So anyway, they've already head off to Earth during the Palau battle, and now you've got Benajer and his little um, side seat friend. This time is Daguza. Right. They talk about life and serious shit. <laughs> And then, uh, good old Full Frontal, he shows up. He, uh, he beam sabers Daguza into oblivion. Woo! Which, uh, it kind of had to happen since Daguza had this obsession with, like, bazookas, using bazookas against mobile suits. No doubt. <laughs> so, he goes out heroically and painfully, I would presume. God, no, exactly. Uh, but Audrey gets angry, starts beating down on, on Full Frontal. And then, unfortunately, poor Mr. Gilboa gets killed. Oh. One of those um, I'm jumping in to, uh, to take the shot sort of things that we see so much in Gundam. <laughs> Get out of the way. You have so much to live for. Avenge me. <laughs> Don't worry, I got this. And then, uh, of course, since they were fighting in the atmosphere, uh, Benajer falls into the atmosphere down to Earth, and uh, Full Frontal's like, Chill, I'll see you guys later, and he leaves. <laughs> so, uh, Neo comments on episode three. Um, well, you know, it's hard to have comments about something that doesn't exist. <laughs> so I'll, I'll do the best that I can. You know, I, I think it just carries on from episode two. I mean, um, as we've stated, each as each episode has progressively gone on, um, things have gotten better. You learn a little bit more about what's going on, what's the whole deal with the formation of the, uh, the Federation years ago. You're getting more and more stuff about um, Laplace's blocks and how the craziness in the Federation is and even the craziness within the within Xeon and the sleeves. Um, you know, great great action in this one. Um, of course, like you said, some of the um, some of the the tropes that we've always seen with um, you know the 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 like you stated the the fight between Marita and Boniger and um, you know finally getting the the tie in between her and Glemmy and 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 the Plues and all that and right. um, you know what a way to end it with uh, a re-entry in space battle. I mean we haven't seen that before, <laughs> um, but you know they're always great to see. And, uh, you know, of course, the same old thing we always have where, you know, like you said, Daguza kind of um, 
biting off more than he can chew <laughs> with a specific thing. And, uh, you know, Boniker, you know, basically coming of age, figuring out, you know, okay, yeah, I was a whiny girl in, in episode two thinking, I'm, you know, people shouldn't be killing themselves and things like that. But, um, you know, um, I'm starting to see what's going on and, and how everything is working. And, um, you know, um, of course, like he stated, it does seem a little odd that he was so easily able to get out of uh, the Palo Colony uh, with what the the most advanced mobile suit right now at this point. <laughs> but uh, you just know. sitting there completely unattended. Yes, but we, you know, a, as on cue, we knew it was just uh, all behind the thing of full frontal. You know, if 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 they had a, a split screen, we'd probably see him rubbing his hands together, <laughs> like uh, like Mr. Burns. Excellent, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, um, once again, it just it just wants you to you, you can't wait till episode four. Um, and you know, it, it, it's just, uh, it, it's just been, it's, it's really renewed my interest in universal century and it's, it, you know, I really can't wait to see how this goes. I know it's kind of known, but I don't read Japanese, so I wasn't able to read the novel, <laughs> so I don't know. And, uh, but yeah, I think it's, uh, I think you can look at the pretty picture in the books. Well, I could, but, uh, you know, what's that going to tell me? Pretty but, pictures. <laughs> But yeah, exactly. I mean, as a as a as pretty much the the you know the midway point of the show, you know, uh, first part of the midway point of the show, um, you know, you couldn't really ask for anything else. I mean, um, once again, a great mixture of story, action, and all that, where it wasn't where you're not feeling like anything was left out, and you're kind of feeling waiting for more. So that's my take right at this point. Oh, right. So, all right, so back bro. to you. Well, I mean, first off, I, I definitely say this is de- this is a transitionary ep- episode. Um, it, it's pretty much allowing us to uh, to segue, I guess, from the um, the first act into the second, which is probably going to be the longest part. Um, it's cool to see that they're getting ready to to, to go to go um, to the terra firma side of things and um, head to Earth. So there's a little bit of excitement building there when you know they're um, heading towards Earth to. Um, to investigate the Plaza's ruins and try to find well, where the box could be. Um, I like the uh, the the detail of uh, of how uh, Boniger goes into his uh, psycho frame mode, yeah. where you know he gets kind of caught up in the uh, in in what the suit can do, and he kind of zones out and becomes one with the suit as it's um, taking full advantage of its abilities. So he he, he kind of um, reminds me of the Zero System. Yeah, yeah, you you know you're right. Extent. He becomes something that's not quite himself. Right. And um, you know, there's a little Without bit of danger going to that. cuckoo for cocoa pops. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, kind of a little Bruce Bannerish, but <laughs> no, not as bad as Catra. Not, not as bad as Catra. <laughs> All the colonies should just blow up. <laughs> I was, I was just, I was waiting for. Um... <laughs> should all just blow. You don't be in space if you don't want to fight. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna blow you up killed, everything. I was you waiting for my dad, and Tro is dead too. Nice. <laughs> I was waiting for Boniger to say. I, killed him. <laughs> I was waiting for Boniger to say, "You don't want to make me angry. <laughs> you wouldn't like me angry." <laughs> Your outer space has gone crazy. <laughs> space madness. But um, the 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 cool the really one of the really cool scenes in this episode is when um Boniger is fighting uh Miss uh Miss Marita. Is that uh, I forget Marita, that? Yeah. yeah, when he's fighting her, and um he you know he he gets I caught up in. Uh, what's that? I know. So formal. 
Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just going exactly what, what he calls her, but uh, he's fighting Marita, and uh, he uh, he gets caught up in the uh, the abilities of the Psycho um, or frame of the uh, of the Unicorn and are in its Gundam mode, and then he finally pulls himself destroy out of it. Destroy mode, not its Gundam mode. Well, it's what is destroy mode. Yeah, that's yes. uh, the 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 destroy system. He gets caught up in that, and then finally is able to pull himself out of it and mind melds with uh with Marita to, to see her past and that's a really cool I know. this isn't Star Trek I know I'm just I'm just I'm throwing in terminology that don't make sense but uh, <laughs> he gets to see inside her thoughts and see her see her past and uh, it's a cool way to actually introduce what a cool that. past it was no it wasn't a cool past <laughs> <laughs> but no it, it was it was a neat way to actually explain here, the girl. hardships that she went through in the quickest time possible because you know they don't have a lot of time to spare in these hour jaunts I mean it, it feels like a movie when you watch these things but at the same time, it's only an hour that we get every six months of Unicorn. So they got a lot of ground to cover when they do these. And it feels was, like a movie because it looks like a movie. It oh, looks shit. like a movie. And man, does it look gorgeous. Except for those re- that, you know, that oh. recycled animation. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, it, it's, it's such a sham. that You're you talking know, about the recycled animation that totally ruined the entire episode and, I know, and just, made it uh, not worth the $50 it cost. Just maybe, yeah. took, maybe took the Blu-ray out of my player and just break it over my knee. I had to uh, I had to double check the credits make sure Fakuda wasn't on the uh. special guest director. Now we got we should explain here. Now mm-hmm. there's like a uh, there's a scene where the unicorn tosses aside its shield and then it reaches for its beam saber and charges toward the screen. Now that part right there is recycled from the end of episode one. God forbid that there's three seconds yeah. of recycled animation because when this. Um, First premiered last month on PSN and crap. Mm-hmm. People saw it like, oh my god, there's stuck animation. Why are there stuck animation when this got so much and they're putting all, there's so many months between episodes? And the majority and unfortunately, of Unfortunately, there was this whining also on Mechatalk, I'm sorry to say, <laughs> uh, with some people putting forth arguments like, there should never be stock footage in an OVA. And I'm thinking to myself, was is that the law? <laughs> is that is that the rule laid down by Anime Moses? Well, you know, uh, you and thou I thou shalt have no stock footage in thy OVAs. In well, thy you, six episode OVA. You and I were discussing uh, not too long ago that um, I had, I was under the impression that um, a power animation powerhouse like Disney has never done that in their feature films. But you had educated me on the fact that even Disney does that. Where yes, they, back in the 70s and mm-hmm. in the 60s, it's pretty well known that they um, recycled the storyboards for a lot of their uh, animal dance sequences in multiple movies. See, there you go. And they're the ones that have been leading the charge in animation for years. So even even an, even animation studio like Disney takes shortcuts like that sometimes. And when, you, when you've got... Um, you know, money shots of the, the the titular mobile suit in this in this anime. Of course, they're going to do that from time to time. God, it's only three seconds. Though. Yeah, it really no, is. No one is ever like guaranteed no. to be stock footage free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what, where, where where was this? Where was this um this this rule laid down in concrete somewhere? I, I'd like to see it because this has been an old an old thing in animation for years on. Re- but even in if, even in live action stuff, like uh, I'm sure if you watch. New Hope, you'll notice that they recycled two times in that final battle the shot of Luke's, uh, from the cockpit perspective of Luke's X-Wing entering the Death Star Trench. You see that exact same shot two times because it looks that cool, but also for practical reasons. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole thing about stock footage. You know, it's not an evil in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It's bad when it gets overused, like, say, in Seed and Destiny. Right. 
but you're always going to have stock footage at some point. It happens in live action. It happens in animation. You'll see it everywhere. It should be kept to a minimum if it can be, but you have to understand that these people have deadlines. They have uh, things to work on. They're working on multiple episodes at the same time. If they can use a little tiny bit of stock footage for two seconds, it's going to save them some time because mm-hmm. it's not like it takes two seconds to animate that. Yeah, exactly. you know, it obviously takes a lot longer. If you can save yourself a couple of hours or whatever you know amount of work it is by using that stock footage shot, then that lets you do more time on something else. Yeah, why wouldn't you do it? Not only that, but they did alter it because it had the shield, it tossed aside the shield, and then it went into the stock shot. Hey, yep. So go. it's not even exactly the same thing. So it just bothers me because you see it everywhere, you know, and I mentioned this before to you, Soul Bro, that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even in like mega big budget OVH from the 80s, there was stock footage. Oh, hell you yes. Bubblegum Crisis. <laughs> it's the exact same stock footage whenever Pris and the Night Sabers are getting into their, uh, their fucking hard suits. Yeah, yeah. Why, why, why reinvent the wheel? You did it right the first time. It's not being overused. So, I mean, it's like it's, it's, it's just something you come to expect. Yeah, but and also then there's that attitude. Oh, we're paying so much. Yeah, so what? I could see that argument if there was maybe you know minutes and minutes and minutes. Yeah. Of stock footage just over and over again. I can understand that, but or or if it's a recap episode, I don't expect a recap episode to happen in OVA. That I would yeah. that I would bitch about, but it's not. It's it's less than a few seconds of like, reused of animation. Yeah, it's a few seconds. Really, get over yourself. Stop on fighting. Of, on top of this, this episode was longer than any uh, than the prior two. Yeah, because it continued into the credits. Into the credits. It's yeah. a fifty-nine minute episode. The previous episodes are like uh, fifty-four and fifty-six. So this was the longest episode by far. So we got more animation, you know, per second, <laughs> per minute than um than we did on the previous episode. So yeah, if there's a a few shortcuts here and there, that's fine. As long as the episode doesn't look like shit, it just and, comes and, to the same conclusion. Yeah, Trolls are never happy. Yeah, they really are. They'll find one thing to pick on, like like vultures in the dead corpse. Man. Some way to get it. There's three seconds of recycled animation. This should be free. I mean, if you if you want to point that out, that's cool. Well, that's a whole other type of person. I'm talking yeah. about just general whiners who everything must be perfect. And the majority of them probably pirated the shit anyway. So <laughs> they really have no say whatsoever. Well, allegedly, but, you have to you have to be careful. With, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm just I'm just pointing out the reality that most of these trolls don't even support anime as a whole. So you know, and that, that, that's just from my 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 um. Anyway, off, trolls, off of this tangent, we've wasted right. enough time on, we uh, have. Just, on just this to, issue. Just to wrap up what I was saying, um, I, I love how the inner workings of the Neha Argum are shown um, in this episode. It really feels like a military ship. <laughs> uh, especially rather, than, to, rather than one that was shanghaied by <laughs> Judo and the Junkyard Kids. It's like night and day. <laughs> how that ship is run. It's like, this ship Such actually a has a caption. It's just doing whatever the hell they felt like. Instead of being running the, the hippie war orphans taking it over. <laughs> Instead, Talk you actually tired, have a crew. Tired, old, tired, bright, saying, you know what? Just... <laughs> just take the take the damn ship. I'm through with you bastards. It's like, I, screw I gotta it. go back to Earth. <laughs> I'm gonna go I, bang my wife. I, I, nice. I've had enough problem dealing with other people's kids. I I'm tired of being a babysitter. Own. I need to see <laughs> my own. I haven't even raised my own because I'm too busy raising everybody <laughs> else's. Exactly. Uh, and look how mine are gonna turn out. Nice. The the little heart to heart that uh Boniger has with Captain Midas is kind of cool. You know where he you know pretty much lays it out for him. You know the the way that uh. Dagaza is, and um, you know, pretty much 
you know, he he lays Boniger's future out in front of him, and he gets him to uh, reconsider his stance on piloting the uh, the Unicorn Gundam. I, I I thought that was a pretty a pretty uh, a pretty good scene, and it I helps develop Boniger's character. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these things, in all truth, a lot of these things in this episode we've seen in joking. previous. No, but you bring up a good point. We've seen in previous <laughs> series, and it does feel like kind of a um, a revisit to a lot of themes that we always see in Gundam, but they find a way uh, yeah. to make it exciting, even though it's stuff we've seen before. I, another thing I wanted to say is that the deaths in this shit were gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> the way that Dogasa went out, I, I, you know, and, and, and went out and, saluting. Oh my God, did he ever, man? That guy was so pimp. Old crew cut himself, just got wasted. But um, yeah, it he was, got it was, he got victoried. Oh my, no doubt, man. Yeah, it, well, it, old Tamino would be proud. Old Tamino would be proud. Yeah, you see, not, see that not shit. This, not like, this Tamino two point that wants to make old Tamino, it really nice. Old Tamino old, said I couldn't read that better. Would've, he he would have he would have been <laughs> proud. He would have sat back and said, "Nice." Tamino would have saluted. I probably would have put a little bit more detail in it, made him suffer a little bit longer he's like these these young punks they know how to do it still these days there's yeah. hope but, for us yet <laughs> but I, I, I love the fact that there is high stakes in this series even though they're, they're looking for space one piece <laughs> there's there's high stakes in this series and um characters get bumped off man uh, just like in the first episode where the the whole crew a whole slew of kids got murdered it was uh it was it was it was it was it was it, it's just a constant reminder that you know they're well, nobody still stakes. got it along with uh, professor fanboy yeah, Professor <laughs> Fanboy did get uh, done in, but um, no. Overall, I, I like this episode. I I I think it was uh, highly entertaining and well worth the wait, and I, it's got me hyped for the next episode. Uh, also, um, I'm excited to see where Audrey's storyline's going now that she's on Earth and meeting up with uh Riddy's uh Riddy's old uh, father. So um, I I will say mm-hmm. she will make a a presentation in front of the Federation Senate down in. What is it? Where is it again? Dakar. Dakar. Yeah. I, I think old Ronan. Yeah, I think. Be... I think. I think it'll. I think it'll be very reminiscent of something we've seen before. <laughs> I think old Ronan's going to be an asshole. I can't wait to see how. But uh... <laughs> oh, and last but not least, they uh, they introduce a, a character in this episode. I guess the the head of uh, Anaheim Electronics. I don't know her name, but the um the old uh, Sybil Shepherd looking broad. <laughs> I believe that's supposed to be uh, Martha Vist. <laughs> Martha Vist, and um how she factors into all of this will be interesting to see as well. But um a great episode, man. Never, I loved uh, it. Never never bodes well for the head of Anaheim Electronics. Nope. They, they usually end up dead somehow, somewhere. <laughs> and the company still keeps going. But yeah. um, Chris, I'll turn it back over to you. Where there's war profiteering to be made, Anaheim Electronics is there. Is that their logo? <laughs> no, that's their motto. Mission statement. All right. Um... To provide the most violent, deadliest weapons to all comers at all times for all conflicts. Anaheim Electronics. Thank you. Ooh, man. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Wong. <laughs> <laughs> or that, what was the dude in uh, Stardust? That, that, that dude. Who cares? Yeah. That guy. <laughs> Doesn't guy. matter. Dead guy. Dead guy. <laughs> well, since this uh, doesn't exist, I have no comments. So thanks oh, for listening. End of, end of the segment. We'll be right back. No. That's a wrap. Uh, <laughs> you know, definitely uh, it keeps up the pace of um, the previous episodes. And um, I've noticed sort of a pattern that you have at least two battles per episode mm-hmm. but spaced out with um, a lot of plot and character development in between. Yeah, necessary battles too. They don't seem like they're just battles just to make people happy. You say, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if this was like a 50 episode TV show, then we'd probably had like oh, a lot yeah. more filler battles. No doubt. Here it's like, it's, it's all killer, no filler. <laughs> as uh, as Pedal Bear South would say. Very true. So, you know, I like that they continue um, that sort of pattern because it seems to work well. Uh, the battles were interesting. 
definitely uh, for me one of the coolest moments was seeing Benagher um, steal control of Marita's funnels from her. Yeah, yeah. That that was, and use awesome. them against her. Mm-hmm. I also like that um, when he grabbed, um, you know, the the unicorn when he escaped, it was equipped with uh, a beam Gatling gun. He's getting attacked by, I think it was a Dryson, and he goes to fire it, but the uh, the weapon driver isn't installed. (laughs) So he's waiting there for a few seconds for, um, you know, the weapon driver to install so it becomes compatible with the unicorn. I just thought that was a really neat little touch. All that was missing was the Windows chime. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or the blue screen of death. No doubt. (laughs) Incompatible. Please, please download driver manually. It's yeah. like, damn it! <laughs> so that that was neat. Um, of course, the atmospheric battles are always fun, and here you see um, you know, all this nice junk like floating around, and that was very nicely animated. Um, as far as the character moments, mm-hmm. definitely um, Daguza has been one of my favorites in this series because he's someone who just continues to defy expectations. Right. Because even even now in this late of an episode, you still when you look at him, he's such a he's such a meaty man and so severe looking. Right. That you really expect him to be an asshole. But he continually acts against that type, which if this were, say, an American sci-fi, he'd be like, now listen over here, boy, we got to get in here, we got to blow up all these damn Zeeks, and we got to blow this, show them, we got to show them what the Earth Federation's all about, hoorah! Hoorah! Well, he, he, he's definitely, he definitely fits the thing, don't judge a book by its cover, I mean, it, yeah, because when you first introduced to him in the first episode, you're like, wow, this you can tell this is asshole, hardcore military dude who's just going to be like, oh, it's the mission, the mission's the mission, and that's it. But Yeah, so, you know, um, you see that he starts to develop sort of uh, like a fatherly sentimentality in his in his interaction with uh, with Benagher, which mm-hmm. is sort of a clear indication that maybe his uh, he's not long for this earth. Goodbye, <laughs> big brother. Goodbye, big brother. Definitely got that vibe. As soon See as you he, later. When he left the when he left his argument with um, Bonnegar and he said that uh, if I had children of my own, you know, I might have gone through this a whole lot sooner. Yeah. And um, when he said that, it's like, man, this guy's not long for this world. But he's, yeah. he, he's now become he's now become um senpai now so that's cool that's cool if he's got to go out at least he was senpai you know when uh when benazir's pulling out his usual like gundam protagonist babbling of war is bad i don't want to fight when why should i i'm not in the military you can't tell me what to do when i thought that daguza's uh response to him was perfect you know it was just absolutely perfect where he says you know you know no it's not an order but it's your responsibility to um you know, to take responsibility for your actions. actions. Mm-hmm. And he points out that, you know, while you have saved some people's lives, other people have also died because of you. Exactly. Yeah. You know, basically he's saying, like, you know, you can't step into a battlefield with a military weapon and do whatever you want and then play it both ways of, oh, but you can't order me to do something. I'm just a civilian because that's something that Camille tried to do a lot. Oh, yeah. He tried to get away with that murder. And he would always <laughs> get slapped around for Ooh. it and deservedly so until eventually he got with the program. No doubt. You know, and Daguza basically is arguing the same thing just without the slapping. <laughs> Well, there's that only... might be uh, a copyrighted Taminoism. I don't know. <laughs> well, you can... there's only there's only there's only one person that could do the bright slap. The, the, the slap that just knocks you knocks you completely back into sense. Well, too bad that didn't work with judo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's... It only goes so far. Yeah, he was a true war orphan. I mean, he was street urchin. So 
Anyway, mm-hmm. um, you know, that whole scene, the, the conversation between uh, Benagher and uh, Deguza, that laid it out well, followed by, as Sobro mentioned, after that, the conversation between Benagher and the captain, mm-hmm. kind of following up, like, hey, you know, don't be a dumbass. <laughs> Yeah, Captain Midas was so smooth too. Give him a, a fresh cup of tea and just you know just smooth talk him into pollen and that's it. I, I, it's just, I, I wasn't. I, it was the first time you really got to know Captain Midas, and um, although he's not the perfect captain, he's a captain you can easily like, and um, he's got the respect of his men, and he earned respect. He got the respect of Boniger within a few minutes of just talking to him. So I, I thought that was really cool how they how they interconnected right there. There also uh, was a scene um, when uh, Riddy and Mineva were getting ready to escape, oh, yeah. and and uh, Mikot catches them, and she's all like, she you know, grab the phone, like, what are you doing with that Zeon woman? Where? You know, and at this point, I was really starting to dislike her character because she just had like this Medusa bitch rage oh, yeah. thing with Mineva ever since. Benajer first laid eyes on her. No doubt. And she just had, like, the mad, stupid, teen bitch jealousy angle. (laughs) I love love Ashley just pretty... Audrey. Basically, she was going like all flay Ulster. Yeah, pretty much. Audrey had to tell her ass to stop snitching. That was the... (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And but I like that the two of them were able to like talk her down, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, cool, but you know, whatever." You know, she's like, "Finally, she put away the daggers mm-hmm. and and stopped for being now. so bitchy for now." <laughs> well, it's almost like she she's kind of realizing the big picture of things. It's like, yeah, I can be p- kind of petty about all this crap, but I see that you know there's something bigger going on here than just <laughs> um, you know just my petty jealousies and stuff like that. So yeah, doesn't mean that she still like she likes Beneva, but you know it it was nice to see that it just wasn't the same old thing and then um later on uh, I, uh Boniger and uh Riddy also have a a good heart to heart I wouldn't say heart to heart but they um when they let Boniger in on their on their plans to go to earth um that little that little scene where they were back to back fighting off the enemy was kind of cool that was um see anything else that sticks out oh uh, all of the, just it was just just cuz it was a little bit of like light comedy in what's supposed to be a serious moment like mm-hmm. everyone freaking out like there's weird broadcasts coming from the unicorn it's like weird <laughs> news babbling and you know what the, what's going on <laughs> when that uh, message starts playing which is just the speech of um the old prime minister yep, yeah before before he was blown up before before he went uh, bye-bye <laughs> that explosion we got so i'm Bay. sure i'm sure some people are like listening um you know, very intently to that background audio, trying to discern if there's some sort of like hidden thing in there, mm-hmm. some kind of hint. Right. You're out there, and you wasted the time doing that. Well, let us know what you found. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it could be something or it could be nothing. I don't know. I meant to watch it in Japanese. Uh, I'm pretty sure you did, Chris. Is there? Was there like a second set of subtitles for uh, what was being said over the broadcast? Uh, just at the very beginning, and then it just fades off. Yeah. Oh, it's no problem. Yeah. So, any other uh, comments on episode three of the show that does not exist? It was good. It was definitely enjoyable. I, I, I'm looking forward to the next one, you know, in a year when we get it. <laughs> Hopefully less. I'm just kidding. But um, if I was to give it a rating, I would give it uh, I, I, four stars. Four stars. I'm waiting for that five-star episode. But um, Does it get a seal of approval? It does get a seal of approval. If you, if, for, for those who uh, already watched the first two, it goes without saying. But for those who haven't watched Unicorn yet, get caught up, man. It's, well, it's if you want a refund on your Blu-ray, uh, make sure you contact <laughs> SBRMHQ at gmail.com. 
Oh, he'll, he'll provide you a refund, uh, full shipping at his expense too. Yeah, no, he'll has, forge he it. No, he has no problem with that. He'll forge your yeah. email to Bandai. That's what he'll no, do. No, he'll take care of it himself. <laughs> and actually, Bandai, 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 if you get any Sobro. complaints, send them over to. You can't. Uh, you can't Sobro. outsource your responsibilities. Yeah. <laughs> you have to take responsibility for your actions. Yeah, Bandai can outsource theirs to him. Well, then. It's your responsibility as a man. I yeah. guess I'm screwed. <laughs> and Bandai, if you're listening, Thank any you, complaints, Dogism. forward them to sbrmhq at gmail.com. <laughs> he'll, he'll take care of them for you. No doubt. Speaking of complaints, there is one thing I do want to complain about. Go for it. Um, the extras. Oh. Or more precisely, the lack thereof. <laughs> well, this this because, is a continuing thing, though, right? Yes, but I've never brought it up, so oh, now's okay. the time as any. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Don't like slideshows, huh? The Yeah, <laughs> slideshow previews. <laughs> so the first Blu-ray came with nothing. Yeah, right. And then they had some crap on the uh, BD Live. Yeah. And then the second Blu-ray came with nothing other than having on disc the recycled stuff that was on the BD Live for Volume 1. Mm-hmm. So then Volume 3 comes out, and it has all of the recycled stuff from Volume 2. It's BD Live. <laughs> Insane. You can see the pattern here. And they've had, um, you know, audio commentaries that you can download. It's like, okay, that's cool because, you know, there's a lot of BD Live movies that do that. Right. Well, there's one for episode three, and, you know, they've got the director. They've got, I believe, the, um, the writer of the novel. They've oh, cool. got a Sunrise producer guy. Yeah, it's all cool. Of course, it's in Japanese. Yeah, that's uh, fine. Um, no subtitles. Oh, come on. So I would say, like, Bandai, why are you advertising this to me? What good does this do me (laughs) if you are giving me a Japanese commentary audio track with no English subtitle track? There is no purpose in that. That does not serve me any any good or anyone. Hey, an extra is an extra. You want extras? We gave them to you. Not not our fault. You don't know Japanese. Maybe there's a little tiny like asterisk next to that that I didn't see. Ultra 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 fine print. Not our fault. You don't know uh, Japanese. Another example. Get that Rosetta Stone. (laughs) Another example of a Japanese company. Although they're trying to do work a worldwide audience into this series, they're not considering the whole world. Hey, baby um, steps, when it man. comes to that. Yeah, baby I, steps. I mean, it, is, it is baby steps. I know, steps, but it's damn. like, I know. Would it, they recorded this. They put it up. Would it have been that much more effort to have one, to have someone transcribe that audio commentary? Well, if you're not going to do so, it, just don't put then, it on there. And then that, include that, subtitles as a selectable track. It can be done. It's It's been done before. Well, my it's thing not is, a technological issue. It's just Bandai's oversights. Yeah. Well, it's not even that. If, if you're not going to do it, then just don't put it on there. I mean, that's yeah. The why thing. why bother making it available to download yeah. for you know English speaking fans if you're going to give them an extra that uh, has no function for them? Yeah, it's not, of no use. It's of no use to me. Yep. I'm sure there's a lot of great things they talk about. I listened to it for a few minutes with what little I could make out, and it sounded like they were having an interesting conversation about stuff. But but damned if I know. <laughs> It might have just been singing. Talk about how cool everything looked. And you know what? Much as I preach against this, I'm falling into the uh, the the trap of complain and buy. So, <laughs> even though I complain, but then again, I don't buy these Blu-rays for the extras. No. I'm just noting that if you're gonna put it on there, you know, at least make it worthwhile. Yeah, make it accessible to everyone. So when Bandai puts up their pre-order for Volume Four, I'll happily buy it, mm-hmm. and I'll just ignore the extras and the BD Live because it'll be more things that are useless to me and I'll just enjoy the episode and I guess that's that. Damn. 
it's it is a feature that we don't have access to, and that's that's a shame. You know, you figure we we get our money's worth for um. Well, all it's the not the access the problem; it's the utility. It's the utility of it, yeah, the, exactly. And um, I, I hope that they update it and, and put a subtitle track in there, but I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would not be uh, waiting for that anytime soon. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if they were going to do it, it would have been done already. So, uh, Neo, your your rating. Go ahead, give us your your contrarian, nonconformist to the standard uh, rating. What, what what's it going to be? Three and seven eighths. Nice. That's right. what's up. <laughs> no, it, I, I'd say I'd say a four. You work some fractions in. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I'll do it in improper fractions. <laughs> you do that and I'll smack you. <laughs> All right, down. I give it a I give it a four. Twenty five over. Twenty five over eight. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you! <laughs> nice, but uh, a four on the MAHQ scale. Nice. Fours all around, then. So, well, I guess uh, that wraps up our discussion for Unicorn. We'll be uh, talking about it, of course, in the fall, whenever the hell that is. That mm-hmm. uh, episode four gets a confirmed street date. So, you're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. <laughs> I'll be damned if I'm going to clean up this mess! (laughs) Whatever you do, don't let the reactor temp get too... You mean like this? We are so screwed. With our luck, I'm really not surprised we're stuck defending the entire city again. Quit being such a whiny bitch, Asuma! One nine hundred Artesia, your call is very important to us, so... Amuro, how did you get this number? He also didn't use protection when we were riding, and then he just pulled out without letting me finish. Then he threw some money at me and drove away, and then he... What? Maybe it's something psychological, you know? I'm sure a lot of guys cry for their mommy once in a while. Don't touch me! Put on your lying pants, Asuma. We're gonna go frame God. Yar, the old girl the is tired of captain. You know, I'm beginning to not care anymore. Remember that thing that keeps us in the air and not on the ground? You mean the drive system? Yeah, it escaped. Into the mountains. God damn it! I hope it finds a good home. Watch Gunted Ren Studios Mobile Suit Gundam Abridged! Now with 33% more awkward! Check it out at www.youtube.com slash Studios. You've got the eyes of a soldier. <laughs> Well, that takes a lot of guts, boy. Now I'm really impressed with you. Amaro, that your name? Yes, sir. If we should meet in battle, it'll be different. Good luck, Amaro. Uh, right. I see that Gundam Mobile Suit is back. Where exactly did it come from? What? How'd I miss? easy to predict. He's not trying to dodge me! I've only got one shot left, so I'll ditch the beam rifle! That pilot's making some excellent judgments. Tough man, but... This is no Zaku, boy! No Zaku! So powerful! That's a pretty good job, Gundam. But you still haven't got me yet. He's coming! You're that young kid from the restaurant. Incredible. Well, times have changed, haven't they? Now they're training kids like you to be pilots. Take that! Very impressive. But remember, you couldn't have won this battle through your own strength. 
But you owe it all to the mobile suit's abilities and nothing more. Huh. You're a sore loser. Wait. Feel guilty. This is, uh, this is ridiculous. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go with. I'll go. Welcome back to episode 76 of Gun Damn at MAHQ. In this episode, we had a hearty discussion about the latest episode of Gundam Unicorn. That's right, episode 3 just hit Blu-ray, and we had a good old time with that. And um, that's all we talked about in this episode, besides an extended mailbag. But uh, before we close this episode out, any last thoughts, gentlemen? Support our sponsors. You say that with such enthusiasm. <laughs> You gotta be more enthusiastic You gotta project more I'm, I'm going the different route now The last few times I did the Gordon Gecko approach This time I'm just gonna do the, the nonchalant approach If that, <laughs> that, that, that'll help No, of course, like I've always said Support uh, those that support us And uh, go daddy and champs They have some or Not go daddy and champs, but Petco and champs And uh, they have some great <laughs> things there And uh, especially with Um playoff time in the NHL, the NBA, and, um, you know, some great deals at Champs, so check them out. And, re- and reflect on the NFL season, that will not be. Yeah, get <laughs> get get, uh, get get jerseys of your favorite NFL stars, and, you know, because that's probably the most you'll see of those jerseys next year. So. The hypothetical yeah. 2011 to 2012 season. <laughs> well, it's just, two th- it's just the 2011. 2011 season. That's how well, it's done in football. It's well, just one year. Well, I sit corrected. Yeah, because no, no, no. Seriously, that's <laughs> mm-hmm. no, no, serious. Because the NBA season is 2010, 2011. Oh, but NFL because most of the, the regular season is in concludes in 2010. Mm-hmm. It's the 2010 season. Educational. Yeah, there you go. A word. You heard it first here. <laughs> and um, I, with I, knowledge I, like that, you got to believe. Believe me, that these are great offers, great deals for you. Exactly. Everything must go. But Chris, Chris, any um, any any added notes uh, about anything? Yes, um, we just launched before this recording uh, episode zero of Laplace's Box. It's oh, finally yes. out. So we've never done this before on the MHQ Podcast Network, and mainly it's just because I wanted to get this damn show out the door and have something to throw at you, at you uh, hungry people. So <laughs> we put together an introductory show, just kind of outlining what the actual show will be about. Wow. It's just a preview. And then next month in May, we'll kick off the actual regular episodes of the show. Hell yes. And I also recently appeared on the Tomocast, yes, which indeed. is hosted by Pedro. And I was a guest on there along with Andres. And we were talking about uh, Mecha and Mecha Toys. So go to Tomopop.com and check it out. And uh, they have a great podcast. So find them on iTunes, too. And uh, I would suggest you listen to them. Chris is crossing over, man. Congratulations, Yeah, I'm, man. I'm the new soul bro. <laughs> <laughs> next, next, time, 
next time, uh, by ne- by the next episode, I'll just be telling you which podcasts I'm not on, so you can oh. keep track of them easier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that is something to achieve. But um, I just wanted to add that uh, if if you guys haven't checked it out already, um, uh, by the time this episode airs, or sometime around then, there'll be uh, a new episode of Chaos Theater up as well. Yes, Head on indeed. over to chaostheater.com. Sorry, chaostheater.blogspot.com. And you'll find episode uh, episode uh, four posted, and that'll be um, the episode that I was on with Pedro and Chris discussing uh, Star Trek, the animated series. So um, check that out, and um, also check out these websites. Head on over where the magic happens. Mahq.net. That's the Mecca and Anime headquarters. Also, you can check out Gundam's main website at Gundam.net. That's right, it's spelled as it sounds. Also, you can find us on iTunes, Facebook, and um, other forms of social networking. If you look for those links, you'll find them at Gundam.net as well. After listening to this episode, you should definitely check out Chaos Theater. And you can find it by going to chaostheater.blogspot.com. A jack-of-all-trades otaku podcast hosted by MAHQ and Gundam's own Chris Guanche and our favorite pedal bear South, Pedro Cortez. And last but not least, Shinjuku Station has a movie podcast. Shinjuku Station at the movies can be found at shinstation.blogspot.com. And that wraps up this episode of Gundam at MAHQ. We'll see you guys next time. At MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint, a proud part of the AAA Podcast Network. Name something you'd like to receive as a gift. Grocery! Assorted lotion! A doozy! A dead squirrel! Money! Well, Richard, my family seems to think money's the way to go, so I'm going to go with the flute that Captain Picard played first in his imagination and then in real life in the episode The Inner Light from Star Trek The Next Generation. What? No, you idiot. We said money. Show me Picard's flute. I was in the survey. Can you believe it? We're going to the bonus round.